and scared of the dark. Well, if I had a big horse pistol like that, I wouldn't be scared of no booger man. I'm not scared of no booger man. Hi there, welcome to the Kate Daly Show, Friday edition. You know I love Fridays, right? I haven't made that a secret in six years, have I? <laughs> That's great, no? <laughs> I do. I love Fridays. I like to let my hair down a little bit. And uh, what, what's fun about this show is I have Investigator Dave, so it's amazing. And he always brings amazing guests to the show and, and topics and uh, stuff that I just hardly even... I, I don't even... I, don't, I haven't even gone there, really. And... This is fun for me. I get a front row seat. This is this is great. We have we great all do. experts. Yeah, right. We get great experts on topics, and uh, it really opens my mind and and hopefully yours too. And I'm really really excited. Uh, in fact, just want to mention that we have uh, just for kicks. We have uh, Dr. Richard Haas next Friday. So that's going to be very interesting. If you don't know who Dr. Richard Haas is, he's the president of the Council of Foreign Relations. <laughs> I have a lot of questions for the said guest, and so it'll be very interesting. And uh, and also, uh, we have a, uh, a Christian priest in Syria coming on the show, uh, possibly next Friday, and oh, a whole bunch of guests coming, starting to come to the show next week. So I just want to let everyone know, wow, we got quite a lineup for January, and uh, a lot of killer interviews. So... I am excited about this, and I want to welcome Phyllis Gunderson, author Phyllis, I can't even talk today, author Phyllis Gunderson to the show. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. You bet. You know, you've written uh, some amazing books, can I just say? The Jaguar Prophecies, uh, The Mounds Anomaly, which I've got right in front of me, 20 Days to Treasure, uh, The Lights of, uh, say, um, you're going to, I'll murder this name, so... <laughs> What is yeah, I, I was a new author when I chose this title. I would never do it again. The Lights of Mahadrai Moriankumar. Thank you. Yeah. I'm known as the name murderer around here, so I don't even attempt anymore. Um, I so appreciate you coming on the show. And what a, what a great... Uh, what a great lineup of, of information, books, and, and really a treasure, if you will, forgive the pun, as we yeah. invite Phyllis onto the show to discuss some things involving Utah, which is going to be really interesting in this first hour. Right. Now, Phyllis, you've been around the world. You're an archaeologist. And what I really like about your books and, and some of the things in there is there, it's historical fiction, right? It's a basis. It, you, you base it on real things, anomalies that people have never heard of in archaeology. Yeah, the stuff that I'm interested in, I have to correct you, I am not an archaeologist. I am an anthropologist. Oh, I'm sorry. I have sorry. a master's degree in a few things. But yeah, but archaeology is my first love. That's the funnest thing in the world. I bet. I can't even imagine. So in writing these books and, and, and getting all of this information out, which has taken so much time, I can't even imagine what this has been like for you going down this road. What was your first inclination, your first sort of lead into this information and, and even wanting to go down this path? I've always been interested in certain, like mysteries, mm-hmm. um, and it started with, and I'm LDS, so mm-hmm. I'm interested in things that have to do with Mormon background and history and mm-hmm. all of that, and the first one I wrote was called The Lights of Mahanrai Moriankumar. I have always been interested in the lights that the Jaredites had in their boats that never went out. I'm yeah. thinking, whoa, that's interesting, huh. and uh, and then there were there were some some things that just came to came to me the cave of the ancients a guy named rampa um a tibetan monk he said he was anyway and which talked about lights that never went out and that got me started on that one wow and then 
the, the 20 Days to Treasure uh-huh. was uh, about the Lost Roads Mine. When we moved into Utah in the oh, 1970s sometime, first thing we heard about was the legends of the Lost Roads Mine. And uh, we picked up a Footprints in the Wilderness, which is now a rare book, mm-hmm. and read it, and this was fun. I think my husband ended up running around in the Uinders trying to find this, <laughs> the Lost it. Cave. And, of course, right. never could. Nobody finds it because if they get close, they get shot. So really, really. Oh yeah, the Indians still. I at least from what give, I understand. Give us some background. Yeah, we we need us, some more on give this. Give us some background on this mine. <laughs> I, I, what, gotta, what are we talking about? Yeah, here? we got to talk about the Rhodes Mine. Yeah, first first the Rhodes Mine. Okay, go right okay. ahead. Oh no, wasn't yeah, this okay. an ancient Spanish mine, gold mine? Yeah, actually, it. it they only talk about the one mine, uh, they meaning the general public. Mm-hmm. And once I got into it, I read, uh, well, let me tell you, Footprints in the Wilderness okay. was a huge success. It came out in, I don't know, I, I can't even remember when, the 70s sometime. Mm-hmm. And nobody, because it, nobody had really knew enough about the Rhodes Mine, except it was supposed to be fabulously wealthy. But then uh, the gold of Kerry Shinob came out, and the Utah Gold Rush, and Quest Beyond Our Reach, and the journals, and Lost Treasures, and Faded Footprints, and all these books came out, and the bottom line is, there's more than one mine. The Uinta Mountains is just full of gold, hmm. gold mines. Didn't but the big one, mm-hmm. yeah. the Kerry Shinob, it's called. In my book, I call it um, the Towats Temple, because I... I, I it's a novel, and I can do what I want. <laughs> right, I love and, that. Right. But uh, it is a massive cavern with nine um, offshoots of other caverns, and it apparently ha- holds, you won't believe this, neither will anybody else, Montezuma's treasure. Hmm. Not only that, it also contains ancient, uh, ancient artifacts from people who lived here in America you know, 200,000 right. years ago. Wow. There are 14 mm-hmm. um, no. eyewitnesses. I could only find nine. And they're all talking about the same thing, pretty much, this giant, massive, gold-laden thing that uh, where, where ancient people gathered up their gold, and um, the Aztecs gathered gold there. And mm-hmm. when they went down into Mexico... They would still come up here to the Uinta Mountains to get their gold. Now, where is this mine exactly? Yeah. Oh, very good. <laughs> if I do that. <laughs> now, didn't Brigham Young once say, I think I remember him reading, mm-hmm. when he was trying to dissuade people from going to the gold fields in, in Sacramento, yeah. that uh, these mountains here have more gold than you can shake a stick yes. at? Mm. Yes. Rhodes, Thomas Rhodes and his son Caleb went into the mountains on a regular basis to begin with. Chief Walker, Wakara was his name, had received a vision saying that when the men with tall hats come, he was to give them some of the gold so that they could establish themselves here mm-hmm. in this valley. And he did, bless his heart. Wow. And, uh, and But um, Rhodes was the man that they both said only one man could go. And they both agreed, Brigham Young and Chief Wakara, both mm-hmm. agreed that Thomas Rhodes would be the one to do it. And it would take him three weeks. He'd, he'd go up into wherever the mine was and come back after three weeks loaded with gold nuggets, which means 
he wasn't mining it, he he couldn't possibly fill up. Right. That's, that's yeah, a lot of time. A mule train of, of gold. Uh, it, it was already there. And he said himself, um, you don't have to mine it. You just bend over and pick it up. Wow. Wow. So, <laughs> whatever imagine. it is. And all of, all of the, uh, all of the uh, eyewitnesses have said the same thing. It's just there for the taking. Hmm. Jeez. So this, okay, so Rhodes, uh, for some reason, uh, was the one that uh, was able to go up and, and know where this was and, and gain access to it. And his son, and so he, yeah. he, he died. And his son after him, yeah. And his son took over. And then, yeah. and so then what, what happened then? Because a lot of people understood that there was a, a mining operation there, right? I mean, that, that, uh, that we could have a mining operation there. And so I'm surprised, were there, were there people that tried to get in on this action? Afterwards, yeah, there were. But during that time, and, and of course Brigham Young was brand new there, it, it was between Brigham and the chief of the Indians, Chief mm-hmm. Wakara, and uh, and they and they both agreed Rhodes was the man to get it because Brigham needed the money to um, establish it, to establish the Salt church Lake. and the people mm-hmm. there, and uh, and Wakara agreed to give it to him. When Brigham Young died and Chief Wakara died, that was the end of it. The new chief wouldn't uh, wouldn't do it anymore. Said anybody who gets close to it will get killed, just like everybody else was in the past. Oh. And uh, so, they used the gold. They, meaning Brigham Young, used the gold for to make coins. It was called Mormon gold, mm-hmm. so that the, uh, the the people living here could trade and and yes. have mm-hmm. have some things. Right. Um, yeah. So the Mormon gold is still it's very rare and it's very uh, valuable. Wow. So are there people uh, now that that have access to any of this that know where it is or, or like you no. said, if you get close you get shot. By whom? Yeah, by the Indians. Wow. They they are they are the uh the word escapes me. Mm-hmm. They take care of the place. Right. They watch it. They see to it that nothing gets taken. It's sacred gold. Wow. So interesting to me. This always fascinates me. Uh, and uh, that book, by the way, Footprints in the Wilderness, was written by Gail Rhodes, 1980. And you were right. It was in the 80s. Um, and uh, people try and get copies of that. But w- I think what's great is that you've done a book about this. And Well, right? I couldn't have done it if I hadn't had that book. Exactly, yeah. Footprints but, in the Wilderness was hugely helpful. I had no idea what this was about. And then mm-hmm. the rest of them, too. The Gold of uh, Kerry Shinob, mm-hmm. written by Kerry Boren and his wife, Lisa. And uh, it talks about, it describes the contents right. of uh, what he calls a temple. Yeah. It's a huge, <laughs> a, a huge golden, the inside, okay, let me, let me tell you what the general mm-hmm. uh, theory is. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, uh, gold is not native to the earth. It was, it was spread around uh, when the earth was just being formed. Hmm. And... Whatever happened up in the Uintas in this particular cavern mm-hmm. was um, a, a, a volcano erupted, and, and the gold had already been spread in that cavern, and it melted it down into the caverns in, from the mm-hmm. tubes, and it filled the cavern with gold. Hmm. Um, those who have seen it say that the main cavern is the size of a four-story house. Whoa. Yeah. Mm. Wow. This is not a little place. Yeah, that's huge. I, I wasn't yeah. expecting that. You, you mentioned those I, that have seen it. Who's seen it? 
Okay, I'll tell you. Mm-hmm. I wrote it down so I wouldn't forget. Oh. <laughs> Th- Thomas Rhodes, of course. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, Caleb Hissam. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Isaac Morley, who was an early church member, and he had the farm in Kirtland where Joseph Smith lived and right. where he got dragged out to be tarred and feathered. Mm-hmm. You know that story? Yes. yes. Well, he and his family settled in Utah and became a friend of Chief Wakara. And Chief Wakara showed Isaac Morley the, uh, the chambers hmm. of this giant cavernous place. So Isaac Morley saw it first, and then he, again, he presented... that gold and silver prices are at an all-time high? Now is the perfect time to sell your unwanted gold and silver to Discount Pond. They buy gold rings, chains, necklaces, diamond rings, silver, and gold coins, and anything else you have lying around. Did you know that Discount Pond has been rated number one gold store and pawn shop in Southern Utah? With hundreds of five-star reviews, you know that they'll offer you the best prices guaranteed. Go in and talk to Derek Staley or one of his friendly staff members at 175 West, 900 South, next to Crow Shop Highs, or online at stgeorgepond.com. Is your portfolio safe from a market correction? If you're not sure, you need to tune into Your Family and Your Retirement with Abe Ashton Tuesday afternoons at 5.30 here on St. George News Radio, 93.1 FM and 1450 KZNU. Or at com. Utah is currently experiencing a crisis unlike anything we have seen before. More Utahns from ages 18 to 45 have died from overdose than any other leading cause in America. Ten Utah adults die every single week from drug overdoses. Despite this disturbing information, it has had very little public awareness. Recently, Washington County had a drug bust of 11 pounds of fentanyl pills. Lionsgate Recovery has been fighting against this problem that is killing more of your young adults than any other problem Utah faces. But we need help. If you want to make a real difference in our community and local families' lives, please consider joining our team. We are in need of social workers, therapists, and other passionate people to make a real difference in this life-or-death struggle. High prices keeping you awake at night? I can solve both those problems with great prices and great sleep. Hi, I'm Dave Mizrahi, owner of Best Mattress, where you'll save big at the Best Mattress Memorial Day sale. Our sleep experts will help you find the sleep system with the latest technology that's perfect for the way you sleep. Plus, get a free adjustable base with the purchase of a qualified Serta, Sealy, or Beautyrest mattress. And we've got a wide variety of great financing options to choose from. Best Mattress. Sleep easy, friends. It feels like everything's going up, from food to housing and especially fuel. Well, help is here. Introducing the MPG Saving Lineup from Finley Volkswagen. You can get a brand new Jetta. These great-looking cars are loaded with technology, and they get up to over 40 MPG on the freeway. Need more room? Check out the stunning Taos SUV from Volkswagen. It gets up to 36 MPG. With fuel costs on the rise, make the smart move and come get a fuel-efficient car from Finley Volkswagen. Southern Utah's making the switch to Volkswagen. See them today at Finley Volkswagen on the saving side of the freeway. 
Thanks for listening to The Kate Daly Show. All opinions expressed by the program participants on The Kate Daly Show are solely their own and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of St. George News Radio, KZNU, Canyon Media, or their respective parent companies or advertisers. If you'd like to comment directly, talk lines are open at 888-673-1450. That's 888-673-1450. Or you may email directly at kate at canyonmedia.net. Uh, hi, Bars Dick. Oh, hi, Dick. Okay, I talked to every advertiser in America and the U.S. territories. Good. Even Micronesia and the state of Yap. Good, Yap. Everyone's ready to start advertising again. Great. They now realize that consumers are ready to spend. I'm talking every single advertiser. Yeah, except Debbie. I thought you told me Debbie was in. Uh, this is a different Debbie. What's this Debbie's problem? Well, she said the agency's new creative doesn't speak to her. What's the product? Dog food. Does she have a dog? No. Does she eat dog food? No. Then she's not the consumer. No, but she's really ticked off of their spokes dog. Oh, Prima Donna, huh? Prima Dog. This dog wants his own trailer, masseuse, use of the company jet. Company jet? Wait a minute. I know how we can get Debbie on board, Dick. How about get rid of the dog and get a new spokes creature. I uh, <coughs> played a chicken once. He played a chicken once. He played a chicken once. It's called advertising, and it works. Your competitors know this. Why don't you? This message brought to you by this station, Adweek Magazine, the Radio Advertising Bureau, and the famous Radio Ranch. I'll be to hear what's on your mind. As an adult, kids want to know you're listening to them, but they also want to listen to you. When it comes to alcohol, they want to know your expectations and how and why to avoid underage drinking. Talking early and often about it in everyday conversations reinforces your message and keeps lines of communication open. For more information, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. Women get a lot of advice about self-care these days, but one of the most important self-care steps we can take is making sure we're financially secure later in life. For small steps you can take to save for retirement, visit WeSaySaveIt.org. A message from AARP and the Ad Council. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Here we are talking about the Rhodes Mine. And uh, with Investigator Dave and the Wayback Machine, this show is previously recorded. I did not know about this song. Oh, Thank that's you, a superstition. <laughs> now, I. I uh, used to live in Arizona, ah, and not far from Phoenix, where the Superstition Mountains. Oh, yeah, and yeah. everybody there has heard about the Lost Dutchman's Mine. Oh, gotcha. And, okay. Uh, some maybe okay. we can talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Too. All right. We've got Phyllis, author Phyllis Gunderson, on the line with us, and we're talking about particularly Utah and a very famous uh, gold mine, the Rhodes uh, Mine, mm-hmm. and the mystery surrounding it. It is. And we were just talking about eyewitnesses. Uh, So let's go down that path, Phyllis, because I just find this intriguing. Okay, we'll finish up the eyewitnesses. Um, I'll read them off first. Because only if, 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 if somebody is just joining us, we're talking about a mine up in the Uinta Mountains, right? And and only a few... Several mines and one giant... There's more gold in it than the world has, according to the the eyewitnesses. Okay, and so this mine, is this uh, federal land? Is this... uh, No, it's on the Indian Reservation. It always was. Okay. And then Congress... changed all of the boundaries so they could so they could look for it 
Oh, my really? gosh. Yeah, but they never found it. Good. <laughs> Get their grubby little hands off of it. Um, and so this, okay, so only a handful of people have actually seen it and have really sworn to the death that they would not tell where it, where it was, right? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. They're Go allowed ahead. to see it because of their friendship with the Indians or because they've helped the Indians in some way. Um, let me talk about Hathenbrook. He was the illegitimate son of the Crown Prince of Germany, and he ended up in Utah. He became a partner with Caleb Robes, and... Um, Hathenbrook was, was a great friend to the Indians. He was a doctor. He'd go in on a regular basis and help people and brought them, you know, blankets and things. And so um, his dealings with, um, with the Indians allowed him to see mm-hmm. the giant cavern. The Rhodes Mine is something else. Okay. The Rhodes Mine, Thomas Rhodes and Caleb Rhodes were allowed to do their own mining and they had three that we know of for sure. Some people say six. Huh. Um, one of the roads mine was discovered, but it was pretty much uh, used. Right. Uh, but anyway, but, but Butch Cassidy saw hmm. the mines. Butch Cassidy Butch saw Butch Cassidy? Butch Cassidy, yes. And that's more legend than fact. The story goes that he and his guys were running, and there was a huge storm lightning the whole thing, and, and Butch led his his men into a cavern it was mm-hmm. full of gold what it was full of was gold bars that the spanish had uh, had made Stored. and cashed in here oh. and, and what butch told his guys was don't touch anything your very lives are at stake don't take anything with you don't put anything in your pockets we're going to stay here till the storm's over and then we're gone and he said he had because he was a friend of the indians he had been allowed to see the big caverns hmm. this was this was just a cache right but of uh of stuff but anyway so Ooh. after the they after the uh, storm they left and a couple of the guys <laughs> went back snuck back took some of them and and uh, were killed by the indians oh my gosh oh so, my gosh uh, and so this is still guarded by the indians if anyone if i if i tried to go up looking for it um i probably couldn't even get within what i mean well, they'd laugh at you because you'd never find it. Um, um, Caleb Rhodes said he laughed a lot because he said they could walk right over the top of it and they wouldn't recognize it. Interesting. Um, mm. His 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 mine, mm-hmm. the big one. If you get close to that, you'll be run off. Wow. So there's there's a few witnesses still alive today, correct? That yes. have seen it. Yes. And the other guy who is alive is a guy named Robert Gifford, and I and I just barely learned about this guy. He he is related. He's a great, great, great grandson of Isaac Morley, mm-hmm. and uh, he inherited the, uh, Isaac's journals. And Isaac's journals talk about the big, giant, cavernous mines with the nine um, tunnels that move off to other um, other rooms. Rooms. <gasps> He's wow. huge. Wow. Anyway, he. I I didn't read his book, and it's not available right now. Uh-huh. But I read his. Um, his description of it, uh, and it was detailed. And I used his description primarily in my book when I have my main character find the, uh, be taken mm-hmm. into the cavern. So what do the Indians do with this treasure? I mean, are they, are they using it? Do they tap into it? Are they no, nothing? No, they don't. It is sacred. Why? And according to, well, according to Aaron, Aaron Daniels had a, a wife mm-hmm. who was Indian. 
And uh, he hinted that this was a treasure that Towats, God, intended to use um, at another time in the future. Hmm. Mm. Now this yeah. gets intriguing. Very, <laughs> Even yeah, very more intriguing. so. Which is mm. why when Chief Wakara gave Brigham Young some of this gold, it was specifically only for the growth of the church, not to be used for anybody to get rich on, because um, the sacredness of the gold is not to be used in any other way. Okay, that's that's great. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. Wow. And so they—they—they really, they, they, really is a fun thing. I'm just yeah. Uh, so they literally do not tap into this treasure trove no. of, of cash of money. No, they do not. And it's and it's not even. It is. Uh, it's treasures. It's jewels and coins, silver and gold. Um, mm-hmm. It isn't a raw mine. The Rhodes mine is a raw mine. Okay. And when you go into the Rhodes mine, it, it needs to be worked. Right. Okay. And so. Wow. This big one is uh, is a treasure. Mm-hmm. It's like Aladdin's treasure okay. cave. So they must be laughing when Congress tried, like as you said, when Congress tried to to gain oh, yeah. access in the neighboring land. So they obviously know that you know the area that it's in, and and so what yeah. happened there? What happened with that? Because uh, we see a lot of land it. being they, you know they, they, swapped back and they forth. They never found it. Hmm. Um, and they didn't find the Rhodes mine either. Interesting. Well, good. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's the last people I wanted on this. You mentioned and, Montezuma's treasure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, how did he get involved in this? Uh, the Aztecs, according to some anthropologists, not all but some, mm-hmm. actually came from this area, Utah. They were they were by a huge lake, mm-hmm. four times bigger than than uh, Utah Lake, mm-hmm. but that was a general area. And they knew um, about the gold there. Mm-hmm. Anyway, as time went on, they, they, their leaders told them they had to move south. I don't know what was happening, difference in climate, who knows. Mm-hmm. And they ended up down in Mexico. Mm-hmm. And they built their, their city um, right on, on, on Mexico, where Mexico right. City is today. Mm-hmm. And okay. uh, when, they, when, what's his name, Cortez came in, Mm-hmm. And saw the gold that Montezuma had. Um, he and he, he, of course, wanted it. Uh, and then his own country, Spain, called him, said they were going to come and and uh, arrest him mm-hmm. because he had not followed their plans for having the gold. And so he left. And when he left, uh, the people rose up, killed Montezuma, and took the treasure north. And that's about all they know. Okay. When when mm-hmm. Cortez came, was able to gather up another army and come back. Mm-hmm. The trail was pretty much cold, right. and all he could get out of people, which and and he tortured people for the information was they'd gone north. So, so the Spanish went north, and they made this trail and went through Arizona, and it went mm-hmm. up into Utah, and it went up into the Uinta Mountains, and uh, they left cannons there and cannonballs. They left trails marked with, uh, so people would be able, so the king's people, anyway, would be able to find the gold. But they never did find the big one. So, so as far as the the big one goes, it's located on on Indian territory. So are you, when, when, okay, so 
on the show, we talk a lot about lands rights and lands issues. And basically what we're getting at is what's underneath, <laughs> what they're, what they're truly wanting, uh, to ownership of the land. Number right. one, control, and number two, minerals, and number, yeah. you know, three, right. this type of thing, right? And so yeah. we, they own almost 70%, the feds of Utah. And yeah. most people don't realize that. And so when you see all of the stuff going on with lands and the, the, uh, I don't know, the, the, um, whatchamacallit, the, uh, my brain just went blank, the, uh, bears ears and, and, and doing all of these grand staircase. Yeah. Are you always kind of intrigued at, at what they're trying, at that, that this could be part of what they're trying to get at as far as ownership yeah. and maintaining that ownership? Because I'm surprised they haven't, haven't run the Indians off of his property yet. I'm actually kind of shocked. You uh, know, I know there are certain laws and rules they, to this, but they may. Yeah. But, um, there, they wouldn't be able, I don't think they could find it. It's yeah. very, very interesting, this great big one. There are two entrances. Mm-hmm. One, you have to rappel down from the top of the mountain. Mm-hmm. You have to rappel down, and there's mm-hmm. a small crack. And you go through the crack. And this story I get from Pete Miller. Mm-hmm. This is an eyewitness. You go through the crack, and then there's a, there's a, a winding, dark a tunnel, mm-hmm. and that will lead you to the huge cavern that's the size of, you know, a four-story house, right. and then you rappel down into there. So what has happened to those? Uh, I, maybe a few people have been killed trying to find this, because I can imagine a lot of people would probably try and, and at least look or want to want to get close to it. Have there yeah. been any accounts like that, and how was how did the media treat it, and was it discussed as, as, as the story it is, or was it something else in the media? Um, in the old days, we'll call mm-hmm. it the old days, okay. um, the kind of the Wild West sort of thing. If you went into the, you went to mountains and you never came back, uh-huh. uh, that was, gee, you were sure dumb to go. Ah, today, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, today, if you go up there and you get too close, I think the people who are guarding mm-hmm. this place are a little more subtle. Yeah, would, would just kind of keep you away, so I would uh-huh. imagine. Yeah, hmm. but the stories around this area are full of hauntings. And spirits and really? people who go up there say they just feel weird. They feel like somebody's watching them all the time, which is probably true. <laughs> yeah, sounds like it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it is. It's a really strange story. And were you surprised really when Deseret is. News did a big story on it? You know, um, it's really helpful to know that the media, uh, it's such a strange story. The media mm-hmm. doesn't really touch it much. And there's a lot of naysayers, even though there are these eyewitnesses. Uh, the eyewitnesses aren't very helpful because they're, um, they've, made a, they've made a blood oath. Mm-hmm. So, oh, wow. Wow. Uh, yeah. Okay. I have, uh, uh, in the 1990s, a guy named Mel Fisher, he's the guy who discovered the Atocha. Mm-hmm. shipwreck it sunk off the florida keys and it had a half a billion dollars in it and anyway yes. he had the gold assayed and traced to the uinta mountains really yeah Took my family away from my carolina home and dreams about
Time to run, jump, crawl, and slide through Southern Utah's muddiest obstacle course, the Hurricane Mud Run. Balance of Nature is proud to bring this exciting, family-friendly race to our great community on June 4th. The event is as competitive as you want to be. You can go for the gold and push your body to the limit or hang back and get muddy at your own pace. Sign up to run with a group and bring your friends to run as a team. The Hurricane Mud Run is designed for all ages, and kids 12 and under run free. Go to HurricaneMudRun.com and sign up today. As a thank you to our local heroes, Balance of Nature is offering free registration to all first responders. Come to the Balance of Nature building at 1586 South River Road to receive your first responder discount code. Again, go to HurricaneMudRun.com to register and get ready to get dirty June 4th at the Hurricane Mud Run. This is Kate Daly, and my show is brought to you by the Piano Gallery, located on the Bloomington exit, right by Bloomington Walmart. You can get a gorgeous piano for a great deal. Talk to John or Jamie. A piano makes a beautiful house a home. Best mattress, the best place to buy Tempur-Pedic. Save up to $1,500 on Serta, Beautyrest, and Sherwood. Free delivery and setup with the best mattress, 120-day satisfaction guarantee. Why shop anywhere else? Is your portfolio safe from a market correction? If you're not sure, you need to tune into Your Family and Your Retirement with Abe Ashton Tuesday afternoons at 5.30 here on St. George News Radio, 93.1 FM and 1450 KZNU. Or at com. Selling your car is such a pain. You have to take pictures, post them online, and then comes the lowball offers and the hassle of meeting people for test drives. Skip all that hassle and sell your car directly to Finley Subaru on the saving side of the freeway. Come see the award-winning team at Finley Subaru to get a fair offer on the spot. Sell your car today and skip the hassle of selling it yourself online. Get a fair offer today at Findlay Subaru on the saving side of the freeway. Are you a do-it-yourselfer or contractor looking to source artificial turf? Turf Direct, Southern Utah's number one trusted source for artificial grass, has you covered with the right product. Incredible pricing and a 16-year warranty. The number one choice for your artificial grass is Turf Direct for the highest quality, top Durablade, cool blade, and pet-friendly flow drainage technologies. At Below Retail, turf experts can help you with your yard from oh to whoa. Who has the best landscape or pricing in town? Turf Direct, Below Retail. Turf Direct, 1469 West Sunset Boulevard, or visit turf-direct.com. I can't tell you enough about the Purple Sleep System. You've never slept on anything like purple because there's never been anything like purple. It starts with the Purple Gel Flex Grid, a layer of flexible gel that's firm enough to support your body, but soft enough to reduce tension and pressure. Hi, I'm Dave Mizrahi, owner of Best Mattress, and at our huge Memorial Day sale, save up to $800 on the amazing Purple Sleep System. And we've got a wide variety of great financing options to choose from. Best Mattress. Sleep easy, friends. What is dedication? The thing that drives me every day as a dad is Dariana. We call him uh, Day Day for short. Every day he's hungry for something, whether it's attention, affection, knowledge. And there's this huge responsibility in making sure that when he's no longer under my wing, that he's a good person. I think the advice I would give 
is you don't need to know all the answers. The craziest thing was believing that your dad knew everything. So as a dad, you felt like you had to know everything. You had to get everything right. It's okay to make mistakes. As long as it's coming from love, then, you know, it kind of starts to work itself out. I want him to be able to sit back one day and go, we worked together, we did a good job. That's dedication. Find out more at fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Who do I wrestle for? I wrestle on my high school team for Jason Garcia, my fiercest competitor during practice and my biggest fan during meets. I wrestle for my parents who practice what they preach, the importance of hard work, commitment, and dedication. I wrestle for the chance to put our little high school right here in Utah on the map. Wearing the uniform of your high school comes with a big responsibility. Younger kids look up to you. Your teammates count on you. And the reputation of your high school depends on you. Do you have what it takes to participate in a high school sport? And I wrestle for the glory that is mine when I do my best. That's who I wrestle for. This message presented by the Utah High School Activities Association and the Utah Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Eight eight six seven three fourteen fifty. This is the Kate Daly Show. I saw the silent windmills, the crumbling water tanks, the bones of cattle and burros picked clean by buzzards, bleached by the desert sun. I stumbled over a crumbling buckboard nearly covered by the sands. And stopping to rest, I heard a tinkling, whispering sound and suddenly realized that even though the wind was quiet, the sand did not lie still. I seem to be surrounded by a mystery. <laughs> this is uh, Jim Reeves, the shifting, whispering sands. Welcome back to the Kate Daly Show. We got a tremendous guest in this hour joining us, talking about Utah and and switching up the conversation a little bit. Thank you, Dave, for getting mm-hmm. Phyllis, author Phyllis Gunderson on. Uh, really, your books, uh, Phyllis, are just the coolest books. The Jaguar Prophecies, uh, The Mounds Anomaly, Twenty Days to Treasure, uh, Wrinkled Missionaries, all kinds of fantastic books with, from a totally different perspective and 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 really uncovering like what you say is kind of a treasure hunt and sort of a, a, I don't know, I just, I love these kinds of topics. They open up uh, my mind a lot to what, uh, things that we need to know about. And one of the, one of these was the, the gold mines uh, sort of hidden in Utah. And uh, In the 1990s, a guy named Mel Fisher, he's the guy who discovered the Atocha mm-hmm. shipwreck. It sunk off the Florida Keys and it had a half a billion dollars in it. And anyway, yes. he had the gold assayed and traced to the Uinta Mountains. Really? Yeah. And so he went up into the Uinta Mountains. He met up with a guy named George Thompson, who wrote Faded Footprints. And they searched and searched and searched. Mel Fisher died before they found anything. And, uh, and, and George Thompson didn't have enough money to keep, to keep looking. Mm-hmm. It's not an easy place to find. And it's not a natural gold place. I mean, it isn't like... Right. Geologists say there's nothing about the terrain that would would show you where the gold is. That's what that's what my next question was though. Is we have satellites like crazy. We have radar. We have penetrating yeah. radar. I, wouldn't that wouldn't that be able to find something like this? I mean, I have it, no idea. Hmm. I don't know. 
Yeah. Well, I, I would have to say this on a spiritual note. If something were <laughs> needed to be hidden, it would be hidden. And, uh, and maybe I don't care what we have to our advantage as far as technology goes. You know, if, uh, if there is a spirituality uh, pl- at play it here, and, and let's just say if God didn't want somebody to find something, they wouldn't. So I, I'm glad you brought that up. I, was not, I didn't feel comfortable saying that myself. Mm-hmm. But that is the bottom line mm-hmm. of... Uh, why what? nobody finds this cave. Yeah. Not a cave. I mean, even your worst skeptic, cavern. Phyllis, would have to ask I, I the think... question of that is, is, is we have all the technology in the world to find it, and they still haven't found it. Maybe it's a mm-hmm. God thing. That they would have to almost come to that conclusion, really. I think right? Brigham Young said something like that, if I remember his statement, that uh, when it comes time, uh-huh. it will, God will reveal where the gold is. Interesting. What do you and think, Phyllis? Isn't, the real interesting thing, if we can talk just whatever mm-hmm. we want to, mm-hmm. what does God have in mind for that gold? Yeah. And, ooh, we're, yeah. On, we're on radio, aren't we? I can't say this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we say that every day. <laughs> that should okay, be the well, theme of the show. Politics is, yeah. The politics of this country is so depressing mm-hmm. that I've had to turn everything off. Yeah. I'm thinking, how did you people get in charge of our country? I don't remember I voting for you. Yeah. But everything is upside down. And it's like the scripture said, evil is good and good is evil. Yep. I agree. And I anticipate that my beloved country may not make it mm-hmm. through. It'll have to be re. It'll yeah. have to be reborn. Right. And it would need it would need something like that. Very interesting comment, and I can appreciate that. I think a lot of people yeah. out there are probably nodding their head, like, hmm, because we do have or every piece or of technology. They're shaking their head, saying, "Get this woman off the radio." <laughs> are you kidding? You're a fantastic guest. Yeah. This is awesome. And you know what? These are the things that r- really in this medium we should be talking about, but they don't. And because it's not politically correct, and on this show we just don't care. And I want to go there because I just think that that people understand in their gut that there are some things like this that exist and they have to start asking um, there's just so many facets to this story what amazed you the most about this about the uh, the mine yeah i what i learned is that the, the very famous lost roads mine is not the big one the Rhodes family was able to use it, and uh, yes, they became fairly wealthy, but then mm-hmm. but nobody's found it since. Um, I did not know that the big cavern was this you know, a whole mountain-sized place full of treasure from antiquity. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. that, that, was, that was new to me. I did right. not know that. And it was really fun. I loved finding out that there were eyewitnesses. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, had do, left, left, you, you left say, behind. Do you the, say two of them are still alive? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And do the witnesses, I mean, I'm sorry, do the Indians ever talk about this openly? Or is this something that they, is just a non-conversation? I don't know. I'm, I'm not, I yeah. don't know very many Indians. Yeah, I just I, wondered uh, if they're ever, if they ever, I, yeah. And I, how would you know? But I, I kept, I, I was just thinking yeah. about that and thinking, is this something that's openly talked about in, in those circles? I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, what I got is the old history. And I haven't done, like, Carrie Ross has written about it. And he, his was, came out in 1998. And mm-hmm. he said that the Indians still protect it. And uh, Robert Gifford also said uh, this is the, that, that the Indians still protect it. If he were to tell where it was, um, he'd be dead. Wow. This is the Ute tribe? This is the Ute tribe. Right. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, we have, a, you know, Paiutes down here. 
Wib Utes, Pai Utes, Navajos, but this, oh, this one, yeah, and uh, yeah. They, they have different, you know, mm-hmm. areas. Yeah. So this, but the Utes are up there, and and well, that makes sense. It's the Uintas, yeah. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. kind of named after them. So. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Uh, also, uh, we were going to talk just a little bit about, uh, well, take it from here, because we are going to have you coming into the next hour a little bit talking about the mounds anomaly, because I find this very interesting. It has a lot to do with Illinois. We're live in Chicago uh, in that hour, but there's just, there's so much to these books. Actually, I have a question for you, Phyllis. What was the most right. fun one to write? The Jaguar prophecies or the lights or the mounds or 20 days to, to treasure? What was well, the most fun? I don't. I don't write mainstream. I write novels, but they're not mainstream. I write what I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. And what I'm interested in doesn't turn out to be what lots of people are. Like, there's not a smudge of rom- romance in any of my books. <laughs> oh. and, uh, That's all right. <laughs> we don't not the slightest. My, right. my main character is a dumpy little lady who's real smart, uh-huh. but, and she's, she's not real nice. <laughs> so, I, That's all right. So, but the Jaguar Prophecies, which was supposed to be named... Mm-hmm. Um, a clock in the sky. It mm. was about the Mayan calendar, and I did a huge amount of research on that. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just—it didn't, you know, it just didn't go. Right. Nobody, nobody wanted to read it. And it was also a time for me to realize that the media has its own agenda. Yes. There, there was nothing about the Mayan calendar that says the world was going to end. Huh. And. They just they just turned that into a circus. So that people so, would dismiss the rest of it? What was your finding? I, what did you I find suppose. about it? Um, they knew about the uh, precession of the equinoxes. The Mayans did, and the Aztecs. So the two calendars are related. They knew about it, and they knew that this 26,000-year cycle would end in 2012. And they also knew that there are 5,000-year sections um, which would also end. Everything ended there. We start over this 26,000-year cycle. It was a huge event, and it will be, according to the Mayans and the Aztecs, it will be accompanied by disasters, hmm. but it's not the end of the world. Okay, so it was a cyclical thing. It was hmm. just saying this is a yes. cycle, and then we go yes. into it the next cycle, pretty much. Yes. But it's a huge cycle. Yeah. I mean, that's this mon- uh, 26,000 years. It's huge. Wow. Um, and and then and then the media comes along and and we were just bombarded with it is the end of the world. Oh, and I, and I was angry up. at them for not being on. Uh, you know, well, on the think? show, on the show, we talk about the media an awful lot and the lies or fa- fake news that they have. And I have found that it only takes one lie, one fake news, mm-hmm. and then for A to say it, and then B will come along and copy A, mm-hmm. and then C will come yeah. along and copy B and A, and nobody does any research. There are no real <laughs> journalists out there. Yep. They're no. all copying and, and talking mm-hmm. over each other. I, how much time do I have? Uh, you have, you have about, five, about five minutes. Go right ahead. Five minutes? Okay, mm-hmm. I can do it in less than that. My, uh, my background was I started out in school, university, in communications. I wanted to be in broadcasting. Mm-hmm. And our, our professor came in one day, and he said, um, if you want to work in communications broadcasting, you can't get a job unless you're a Democrat. Mm. And, and that was like, you know, 30 years ago. That does not shock me. That, that makes sense. That doesn't surprise or, or me because I'm, I'm looking at what's happening to Deseret News, and I'm wondering what the heck's going on, and a lot of people are. So I, I, <sighs> I firmly believe that that is the truth, that it, it, is, it is absolutely eroded. Uh, the, our, the, our real, media, yeah. the real mystery is why. 
Mm. Why do they make up stories? Why is the real news, why is the truth mm-hmm. something that they, they just don't want to let us know about? Sure, sure. And a lot of that is, is given to us agenda-wise uh, you, by the government, written by the government. Yeah, if you're blind, you're easier to control. Yeah, and, uh, I suppose that's it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what they want to do. I was, I, I'm, I'm, I'm saddened mm-hmm. that we don't have professional journalism anymore. Oh, but I don't trust them. And and when my Jaguar prophecies came out and they mm-hmm. and, and they were turning it into the end of the world, it sort of opened my eyes. Well, I I would imagine. And so, so talking to us about the Mayan calendar, then what's to come? Then what did they what did they forecast as far as what's what's next? We have, every time, uh, when the Earth has gone through this cycle, uh, beginning the new cycle is full of uh, uh, some destruction mm-hmm. and, and disasters mm-hmm. and, and people who are not ready, not prepared. One of the reasons for the mounting calendars, or for any of the calendars for that matter, Stonehenge or any of them, is to warn the people mm-hmm. who are in, in the future that it's coming. Hmm. And a and, lot of people then, don't care and don't heed that no, warning. Well, they don't believe it anyway. I mean, mm-hmm. who's going to going to tell them? Who's going to warn them? Yeah. Well, that, that's so. it. That's your answer to uh, <laughs> why the media turns these I stories think. inside out. Um, I don't think they would mind to see people perish. I, you know, what are we fed? Hook, that's line, and sinker. Part of their agenda. <laughs> mm-hmm. What do yeah. you think about the Georgia Guidestones? I am really intrigued with that. Yeah, I bet. I am mm-hmm. too. It, well, they say it right out at the front. They they want. Only 500 million people are allowed to be alive on the earth. That's nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So they, yeah, they want everybody dead. Well, and and we're getting we're getting hand fed this through media and TV and movies and everything else that that yeah. it's, it's a you know that we have to save the earth by not being here by by humans not existing and so um, right. I, I usually you can just follow it right back to that but I just think this is intriguing has there has there ever been groups have that have gotten together that have that have tried to figure out uh, as far as the mines in Utah uh, exactly where they're at or or has there any yeah. been been kind of a resurgence in trying to figure this out well for one thing everybody's it, the popular thing is to say this is just um this is just a myth and a legend a tall tale. It's real. Mm. there have been in the past lots of people who have gotten together uh, almost inevitably when they get close they start to fight mm. they kill each other that it never works right right so well, there have been there are a lot of stories out there yeah. Well, I'm getting ready to pack. <laughs> so. uh, yeah. Now that uh, spring is coming. Well, this is going to get interesting. And, and I, you know, your books are so intriguing to me. I, I can't wait to sit down with a few of these and really dive in because I'm always, I'm always loving kind of jumping down the rabbit hole and going down these types of roads. And I know in the next hour, we're going to talk just a little bit about the mounds anomaly, uh, your book, because I think that that is also so very very intriguing to people um, and and really where these are and why and you go into a lot of information on this and so I'm actually getting excited for that as well because I, I want to talk about that with that audience as well and, and see what they have to say. Okay. But yet, uh, yet remember, these are novels. I am yeah. not qualified to write anything but novels. You know what, though? So, I like it in novel form. I think you are. But. I, and I do, too. I think you're quite qualified, and, and I think people don't give enough credit to that. If you're looking into something and you're looking at all the different angles of a story and you're trying to figure out what's going on, you're investing a lot of time and research into this. And I think people, I think we all are 
are, are smart enough to, to go after stories and figure out where there is truth and where there is not and, and really examine things. I think it's, I think it's great. And I love what you're doing. I think it's, it's good. Well, it's going to open a lot of eyes and you can get these books, uh, I think even right on Amazon, can't you? So yeah, they're all on Amazon. They're older books and my, and my uh, publisher, I don't know if they, I don't know if they're even covering them anymore, but everything's on Amazon. Yeah. Because I, yeah, because I, I, I feel like we, uh, we've got to open our minds just a little bit more to this. I think there's a lot of spirituality contained as well in some of these things. And I, I think that's sometimes hard for people. I don't know why, but it is. Don't go anywhere. This is the Kate Daly Show. to gear to make lifelong memories with your kids? Nielsen RV can help. Their huge selection of motorhomes, fifth wheels, travel trailers, and toy haulers with pricing to fit any budget will get you on the road to making those lifelong memories. And don't forget, Nielsen RV's warranty forever at no additional cost to you. Make memories with your family in 2018 with help from Nielsen RV on State Street in Hurricane, off the Bluff Street exit underneath the... Hey, everybody, this is Willie Billings running for the Utah... 2016. The Kate Daly Show, where telling the truth is now a revolutionary act. The Kate Daly Show starts now. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We were all meant to shine as children do. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same as we are liberated from our own fear. Our presence automatically liberates others. Well, I couldn't have said it better myself. That came from the movie Coach Carter, actually. Great speech. He, they did drop the word God out of it, and uh, I don't like that. I wanted the word God to stay mm-hmm. in that speech. I thought it was an important, most important part of that speech. Welcome to the Kate Daly Show. So glad that you're tuning in today. Whether you're streaming live uh, from katedalyradio.com or you are on your dial in whatever local city you're in, uh, whatever city you're in. And also I have Uncle Milty with me. Hello. Hi there. Are you doing good? Yep. <laughs> Wow. Uh, we were talking about Obamacare and, of course, uh, Comey and then, of course, Merrick Garland, Mike Lee wanting Merrick Garland. Crazy, crazy, crazy first hour. And so let me let me start here. Um, we have an amazing guest. I don't want to waste any time. I want to get to him so that he has the microphone to tell his story, because this is a story that needs to be told. And. Walter Heyer is an author and public speaker with a passion to help others who regret gender changes. You've got to hear his story. It's amazing. Through his website, sexchangeregret.com, and his blog, walterheyer.com, H-E-Y-E-R, Heyer raises public awareness about the incidents of regret and uh, tragic consequences suffered as a result. Heyer's story can be read in novel form in Kid Dakota and The Secret at Grandma's House and his autobiography, A Transgender's Transgender's Faith. Uh, Welcome to the show, Walt. 
Yeah, thanks for having me on. Very excited to be on. I am so happy to have you. So is Uncle Milty. And your story is so compelling, Walt, that I really wanted you to tell your story on the air nationally. Uh, I know you've been on a lot of TV shows, radio shows, explaining to people sort of the the other side of this issue. You know, when Bruce Jenner mm-hmm. uh, came out and, and did, went through his started to go through his transition, it sparked, obviously, controversy. It sparked a nationwide conversation about it. But it also, what it did was it sparked sort of this this kind of adulation of it, this sort of, um, uh, you know, we all have to stand back and, and hey, there, there's a huge percentage of Americans that are dealing with this. And I've always thought this was actually a pretty small percentage of Americans uh, dealing with the transgender issue throughout their lives. So what's your take on that? Yeah, it is a small percentage. It's about uh, 0.3% of 1%. So wow. it's quite a small portion, but um, but it's growing because of um, so much media attention, so many people thinking and feeling like they're transgender, right. and um, so that's kind of how my life started. You know, I was four years old, what we'd call a trans kid today, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, with the help of an adult, you know, kids don't become transgenders without the help of a codependent parent. True. Um, or mm. or a person uh, to come alongside them and say, oh, yes, little Johnny, you make a real good Judy. So, mm. uh, of course, the fact of, of that is it's total nonsense. You can't change somebody's gender. You can make them look different. Right. So there starts the whole process of what I call the, the madness of transgenderism because it's delusional uh, mm. to consider the idea that someone can actually biologically change from one gender to the other is absolute nonsense. It's not true. It's false. And most of us, like myself, who started out uh, life with some codependent person helping them uh, and encouraging them toward transitioning, my grandmother even made me a purple chiffon dress and told me how wonderful I looked as a girl. And so you know, we're human beings who like to be a- approved and affirmed mm-hmm. and validated and so mm-hmm. and validated. And so when you have somebody dressing you up and saying you look so cute and you look so wonderful, uh, she wasn't doing that uh, when I was a boy. Walt, uh, she was just dressing me up as a girl. I didn't have a girl name, but she planted that seed um, of confusion about gender and it, it grew, uh, you know, and it continued as she continued to affirm me over time, and it never went away. I mean, any time you plant a seed that early in somebody's life, you're going to cause them difficulty later on in life. And that's what we discover so much now. The young mm-hmm. people who go through this, what we know is that up to 50% of them, the age group from 12 to 24, will attempt suicide not because they're being abused by society, but because they've been confused by uh, the ideology that they can change their gender. So um, I I ended up having the reassignment surgery when I was 42 years old, and I lived as Laura Jensen for eight years until I studied psychology and realized that it's a psychological disorder. It's a delusional disorder. It's uh, it, it's either body dysmorphic disorder or... Mm-hmm some other psychological impairment that started in, in, in early in life. And that's why people think they were born that way um, is because it started early in life. Interesting. Now, I'm, I'm sure you've talked to a lot of other 
transgenders. And what percentage of them are absolutely convinced that there was no episode early on in life and that they were born this way and something something happened, uh, either uh, biologically, something happened to them that, that caused this to happen from an, from an early age? And maybe, do, can they remember a significant event, kind of like your grandmother uh, having this secret where when you went to visit her, she would dress you up in the purple dress uh, type of situation? Right. You know, that's the most interesting part about transgenders. That delusional disorders are the most impactful. Nobody will admit anything when they're in the delusion. Hmm. When people come... People come, yeah, if you read about, uh, look up delusion, you'll find out that no, uh, no amount of information can penetrate uh, into their psyche or reason. Uh, they're so convinced that's who they are. And so what I find is that the, when the people contact me who have regret and be, want to know what happened, that's when they discover that and they're willing to talk about the fact that something happened to them early in life. And I can tell you, Categorically, 100% of the time, the people who I've worked with and corresponded with either by phone or email, they, they can tell me the exact time the onset of transgenderism started because it's, you're not born that way. It's an event-driven issue. Okay. And so what we have is we have all these doctors preying on these poor individuals, uh, especially the young people, uh, giving them hormones and affirming them to a gender that they will someday regret. Um, what we know is that if we leave these young people alone, research shows that up to 94% of them will grow out of it because a lot of times it's a curiosity. Mm-hmm. But if, it, if, it's, if that curiosity is fueled by affirmation and encouragement, then it becomes a disorder. And isn't and so that what's what going on? What we have on? today is the manufacturing of transgenderism um, and there is no biological proof that the transgenders even exist because it's a psychological disorder. Wow. Wow. Because in schools now, you have a situation where even the slightest hint that you are having this curiosity or you would wonder about it or anything, everybody will sort of stand in a circle around you and applaud you for being free and being unique and being who you are. Almost, almost just giving you that, that, that validation. Yes, yes, press forward. See if there's anything there. You know, it's that sort of uh, mentality going, even going on in our schools right now where, where the kids are actually told you, Yes, you know, you you have to support somebody in their uniqueness, and this is what's going to help them be free and who they are, right? Which is a lie. (laughs) And sure, that that sounds really good, doesn't it? Until you look at the statistics on suicides, the adults 25 and above attempt suicide at a rate over 40%. The young people attempt suicide at a rate uh, at right around 50%. And to this day, I don't know of anyone who's happy with their life spending their days trying to end it through suicide. So the idea that it's good for them is absolute nonsense. So uh, what we're doing is encouraging people toward suicide ideation instead of helping them understand that they can't change their gender, that they're biologically always going to be what they were born as. Now, there's a group of people called intersex who actually have you know, issues mm-hmm. uh, that are actually medical issues. But that's even a much, much smaller percentage uh, than than the transgenders right. themselves. So we're, we're really doing great harm to them in the long term. 
Oh, I'm I working totally with agree. somebody right now that's 12 years post-surgery and wants to detransition back. I've helped people from three weeks after surgery to three years, five years, up to 30 years. So wow. Wow. we finally come to the realization that uh, no amount of hormones, no amount of surgery, and nothing actually can change them from male to female or female to male. It's all a total masquerade, a social masquerade, and a social construct. And unfortunately, we have the LGBT to blame for this because it's uh, it's their, you know, they're, they're a powerful political group that's funded mm-hmm. a lot by George Soros. Yes. And the schools are caught up in all of this because Obama appointed 250 LGBT activists to his administration. I don't know if Trump's eliminated them, but he should. Yes, I And agree. so we've infiltrated the schools with this absolute nonsense. No more reading, writing, arithmetic. Now we're helping people change genders, which is just crazy. Well, and, and you say that in the LGBT, T should be dropped because a transgender man, a transgender man isn't, isn't gay. They think they're in the wrong body. They, they shouldn't be part of that group, correct? Well, yeah, the, the vast majority of transgenders are not gay. They're just psychologically confused. Some of them are what we call suffer from autogynephilia, where they actually, um, this is crazy as it is, they actually fall in love with themselves as a female, if they're a guy, fall in love with themselves as a female when they're looking at the, in the mirror. So they become the object of their own affection. Wow, mm. kind and, of a split, kind of a so split, yeah. These wow. are disorders wow. that need treatment. They don't need hormones and surgery. They need psychological therapy. Yes. And and help them through it. And, you know, like Jenner is an example. We've seen him all over the place. But Jenner has yet to come out publicly and talk about what I know to be true. He had an event early in his life that he's uh, admitted to that he was abused as a child. He won't say which family member abused him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was he was chained up in the yard like a dog uh, was part of it. Um, and so there's, there's things in his life that he's yet to disclose. And so, you know, he's come out as the poster child. He's just another abused uh, person who's looking to transgenderism as a way to escape the pain. My interview continues with Walt Tyre when we come back. Lionsgate Recovery Center is a proud sponsor of the Kate Daly Show. Lionsgate Recovery believes in a recovery approach that is holistic and comprehensive. At Lionsgate Recovery Center, we are people in recovery, helping people find recovery. Selling your car is such a pain. You have to take pictures, post them online, and then comes the lowball offers and the hassle of meeting people for test drives. Skip all that hassle and sell your car directly to Findlay Subaru on the saving side of the freeway. Come see the award-winning team at Findlay Subaru to get a fair offer on the spot. Sell your car today and skip the hassle of selling it yourself online. Get a fair offer today at Findlay Subaru on the saving side of the freeway. 
Hi, Shauna. Could you tell us how Nuvia Dental Implant Center is different than other teeth-in-a-day providers? Yes, here at Nuvia, we offer permanent teeth in just 24 hours. With many other providers, you may have to wait up to 10 months to get your permanent set of teeth. Does that mean I could start eating my favorite foods again? Yes, at Nuvia, you will not need to be on a liquid diet. Right away, you can start eating some of your favorite things like pasta. At Nuvia, we love our patients and can't wait to get them smiling again. For more information, go to NuviaSmiles.com. Is your portfolio safe from a market correction? If you're not sure, you need to tune into Your Family and Your Retirement with Abe Ashton, Tuesday afternoons at 5.30 here on St. George News Radio, 93.1 FM and 1450 KZNU. Or at com. Would you like to help out in your community? Do you want to serve those in need but don't know where to go or where to look? Now it's easy. Go to JustServe.org, a free website dedicated to helping those who want to serve find opportunities in their area. JustServe has teamed up with faith, government, and nonprofit organizations nationwide to post needs and opportunities to serve. Go to JustServe.org and type in your city, and you'll see a list of upcoming service opportunities near you. Each one gives you all the information you need, like when and where the event takes place, as well as who to contact to volunteer. You can even sign up on JustServe to receive emails letting you know about new projects around you. JustServe is a fast, free, and easy way for you to find ways to serve. You can make a difference, and JustServe is here to help. JustServe.org is provided as a service by The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. At Volunteers of America, we don't just give kids a way to stay off the streets. We give them the tools they need to reach their full potential. We don't just help the elderly receive needed care. We help them live life to the fullest. We don't just provide food for homeless individuals and families. We provide job training and placements so they can buy groceries. Volunteers of America is a national organization that for over a hundred years has provided programs and services that allow people to overcome their challenges to become vital members of their community. At Volunteers of America, we don't just help people, we help people help themselves. Find out how you can support the programs that are working in your community. Contact Volunteers of America today. Call 1-800-899-0089. That's 1-800-899-0089. When a crisis hits, close to home and across the globe, nonprofits are on the front lines, ready to serve. Keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. The demand for charitable services has skyrocketed, and nonprofits are rising to meet the needs. Healing. Nurturing. Rescuing. Honoring, protecting, caring, inspiring. The work of philanthropic organizations of all sizes, across all missions, has never been more important. And it's donors and volunteers like you who make all this possible. Thank you. Together, we change the world. Profit Alliance. To protect his home and family from disaster, Steve used courage, wisdom, and his camera phone. 
That should do it. Way to go, Steve. By simply taking digital pictures of his family's important documents, Steve can always have them stored safely online, no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. This show is pre-recorded from 2016. Interview with Walt Heyer. see trees of green red roses too welcome back i see them blue my show with walt Heyer continues he was a transgender and tells his story here you go that he's yet to deal with and and he's also responsible for the deaths of three people and that's got to be really painful when you consider when he won the decathlon, he was awarded the new Porsche. Mm-hmm. When he got the Porsche in his driveway, his little brother wanted to drive it. He gave his little brother the keys. The little brother, within 45 minutes, had picked up his girlfriend, and they crashed into a tree, and they both died. So that was two deaths when he handed the keys to his little brother. Wow. Uh, and that's got to be psychologically very difficult. I know it would be for me and yes. for most of us to have that that whole thought about how you, you know, ended up handing the keys to your little brother and he ended up dying. And then he had this episode on Pacific Coast Highway where somebody died. Wow. We are, we're going to come right back more with Walt Heyer when we come back. His story is fascinating. We'll talk more about his story, what happened to him, and also several issues at hand that we haven't even begun to cover yet. Stay with us. More with Walt Heyer when we come back. His transgender story and Uncle Milty, katedallyradio.com. Don't go anywhere. Life-changing, blissful, even magical. People think I'm kidding, but it's true. That's how our customers describe sleeping on a Tempur-Pedic. Hi, this is Justin from the Mattress Store. Come test rest our full selection of Tempur-Pedics. Right now, as low as $28 a month. Plus, enjoy no interest for 72 months OAC or $300 in free gifts with any Tempur-Pedic purchase from the Mattress Store in St. George on Bluff, next to Ace Hardware, Washington, next to Best Buy, Cedar City, next to Lens. Nobody beats the Mattress Store. Nobody. Collect call from Purgatory Correctional Facility. Will Are you, you kidding charges? me? <sighs> yes. Mom, I need your help. I'm in jail. Can you please, please come get me? Seriously, not again. Your father and I cannot keep doing this. Mom, you don't understand. It wasn't my fault this time. We were just hanging out at Janie's, not doing anything. Then these guys came over and it got crazy and the cops came in. <gasps> Can you just please come get me? I don't even know what to do with you anymore. Hi, I'm Russ Talbot. Don't wait for this to become your story. Addiction is a serious disease, and anyone can be affected. It doesn't matter whether it's hard drugs, prescription meds, or alcohol. The devastation is the same. So, whether your child is 14 or 45, call me today, and let's get you an assessment. My team and I will help you decide which recovery options are right for your addict and where they'll have the best chance at success. We are in network with Select Health, and there are many options. Google Russ Talbot for help, and I'll do the rest. That's R-U-S-S-T-A-L-B-O-T, Russ Talbot. Hi, this is Dave. Shop Best Mattress today where you'll save big on all our best brands with queen sets starting at just $199. Best Mattress is your Tempur-Pedic headquarters 
with a large in-stock selection and every model on display. Get free delivery and pay no down and no interest for five years. Plus, get up to $300 instant bonus cash. And with the best mattress, 120-day satisfaction guarantee, why shop anywhere else? This is Kate Daly. I love my sponsors. Best Mattress, the best place to buy Tempur-Pedic with every model on display. Save up to $1,500 on Serta, Beautyrest, and Sherwood. Free delivery and setup with the best mattress, 120-day satisfaction guarantee. Why shop anywhere else? St. George Ink and Toner. If you want to save money on ink for your printers, see St. George Ink and Toner at 42 South River Road. And Beehive Homes, when you want the highest level of care for your loved ones, go to beehivecare.com. This is a message of warning for people seeking legal status in the U.S. Notarios and other unauthorized consultants try to take advantage of the confusion surrounding immigration reform. Don't let them take advantage of you. No new laws have been passed. The Deferred Action Program does exist, but you should seek qualified legal help before applying. You may find out that you're eligible for something more permanent than deferred action. Wouldn't that be great? But. If you have someone fill out your forms who is not qualified, they may ruin your chances for legal status forever. Talk to a licensed immigration practitioner. Ask questions and report notarios who are trying to take advantage of you and your family. For more information, go to www.stopnotariofraud.org. A public service message from the American Immigration Lawyers Association. There are so many advantages to being a Dixie Power member. And here's one more. Dixie Power offers solar to all of its members at an affordable rate. You don't have to worry about installation. There's no tax paperwork to fill out, no loan qualifications, no maintenance, and it's transferable to anywhere Dixie Power services its members. All at the low, low price of only $1.80 per watt. That's more than half the price of the other solar providers, and there's no upfront cost. Check out Dixie Power's solar program today. Log on to DixiePower.com. Now available to all of Dixie Power's members. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. It should be easy to see. I'm getting lost in the crowd. Hear me crying out loud. Just want you to know. Hi there. Welcome back to the Kate Daly Show. So glad that you're tuning in. I've got Uncle Milty with me. Hello. And, uh, of course, we have such an amazing guest, uh, Walt, Walt Heyer uh, from sexchangeregret.com. Walt Heyer, his own personal story, uh, living a life as a man, uh, then transitioning to a woman, and then he transitioned back to a man. And I'll, I'll tell you, your story's quite compelling, Walt. I'm so happy to have you on the show. Mm. Very, Thank very happy you. to My have pleasure. you. The website is sexchangeregret.com. You must check this out. He talks so much about so many different angles of this going on in the media right now and, and really has some great information. Tell me about your story, because your story comes from um, two uh, separate people in your family growing up, in your extended family, uh, that, did some, that, that did some harm and what that resulted in and how you felt about yourself growing up. What age did this start at, Walt? Yeah, four years old, and and you know, Grandma, for whatever reason, I I don't know mm-hmm. whether I encouraged her or whether it was her deal or my deal. I you know I don't know. At four years old, 
Um, it's been a few years ago. Right. What so caused her to do I that? I don't remember specifically how that got started. But what what I want the listeners to know is that cross-dressing a boy in a dress is child abuse. And yeah. it will cause them emotional uh, difficulty. It'll cause them personality problems. It'll cause them depression and anxiety and even a dissociative disorder or bipolar disorders. I mean, this is the way to start a young person on a life of psychological issues. If that's what you want for your children, then you'll engage them in in helping them be a transgender. If you want a good life for them, then what you should do is affirm them in the gender that God made them and not go into this absolute nonsense of changing them um, with a dress or encouraging them to change genders. Amen to that. Amen to that. And so you would go to her house, and she would kind of call it your secret, and she had this purple chiffon dress, and she would dress you up in this. Would you spend, say, the weekend at her house in this dress? Yeah, as long as uh, Grandpa was a, uh, he was a tow truck driver. Whenever he left to go tow a car back to the wrecking yard, then, then the games were on. So wow. um, Grandma just delighted in dressing me up as a girl, and uh, she was a seamstress, so she made a very perfect um, purple chiffon dress, and it was well done. Um, And so, you know, that's an event that you cannot erase from your mind. It's going to cause, as it has me, Mm -hmm. my entire life caused me difficulty. Did this go on for years? Did it go on for years? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it went on for years, and, you know, it went on for two and a half years at her house, and then I took the dress home and started dressing at home, and then my parents found it, and then there was a big explosion. Right. And then the shame sets in uh, because the seed was already planted. Mm-hmm. And then along with that, I had an uncle who found out that I had been you know, dressing as a girl and thought it would be fun to um, tease and taunt and sexually molest me. So when you have these kind of things going on in your life, um, and keep in mind, the teasing, taunting, and molesting was the result of being cross-dressed by somebody. So um, we, we shouldn't start the process. Right. It's a domino. Uh, by, it's a domino by, effect. Yeah. yeah so, uh, and then Dad was confused by this, and so he uh, applied heavy-handed discipline on me when I did something wrong. Uh, as you could imagine, he was confused. This was a long time ago, and there wasn't much information about it. And and even today, there's very little information that people can use because it all comes from the LGBT who feed off of the people who are suffering. Mm-hmm. There isn't one person who actually needs reassignment surgery and hormones. They all need psychotherapy, and they need affirmation, but not in a different gender. They need to be affirmed in who they are. Now, if they're uh, intersex individual, that's a different story. But mm-hmm. transgenders, there is no proof they even exist. There's no testing done. They cannot, can't even prove a transgender biologically exists anywhere. Wow. So you went in in your, I would say, maybe 20s and 30s. Did you go to a psychologist to do this transition into the woman, Laura, in your 40s, when you were 42? What preceded yeah, I, that? And, I was 38 years old, and I went to an activist, which I didn't know else. I know he was a gender specialist, which are the most dangerous people in the world. Mm. Uh, a gender specialist who, uh, who I didn't learn until after surgery is a homosexual activist, uh, a gender specialist who, you know, counseled me. And he actually was the author, the original author 
of the WPATH Standards of Care. His name is Dr. Paul Walker from San Francisco. He was considered one of the world-renowned people on the treatment and uh, of transgenderism and approving people for surgery. He was the one that was supposed to know who was going to benefit from it. Well, <laughs> wow. Are you there? Are you still there, Walt? I hope we didn't yeah. lose. There we go. Are you there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. Your phone was your phone was uh, cutting out just a little bit. Um, this okay. this reminds me of the uh, the guy that started the sexual revolution that should have never been involved in the uh, back in the forties uh, fifties, right? That back in the fifties. Yes, Kenzie. Yep. Yes, it reminds me of the same. Kenzie. Yep. Same same mm-hmm. kind of guy. And, and those the three people, the three pioneers of transgenderism in this country: Alfred Kenzie, Harry Benjamin, and John Ray. All three of them were pedophile activists. Yes. They believed that it was appropriate for adult men to have sex with young boys, and that's how transgenderism started. Not because anybody found anything medically sound about transgenderism, but because in their own fantasy, they believed that if a boy was dressed up as a girl, it was much more attractive and appealing sexually for them, and so it, it heightened their uh, awareness of the sexual issue for them. That's how it got started. Now what we've done is we've transferred Kenzie, Benjamin, and Money's ideology of pedophilia into a mental disorder, which today is transgenderism. Wow. That's amazing. So, oh my gosh. So when you became Laura, what was your first moment of regret like? What, what, what were you feeling? What was happening at that time? More with Walt Heyer when we continue. United We Pledge has partnered with Balance of Nature to help ensure traditional American freedoms exist for us and for future generations. United We Pledge is raising money to build an American Village West campus that will house replicas of key historic buildings and realistic portrayals of the men and women who helped shape this nation. This village will provide educational experiences for youth and families. To raise funds and bring awareness to this project, world record holding endurance athlete Tom Jones is running 76 consecutive marathons from the original American Village in Alabama to the future home of the American Village West in Washington County, Utah. He will be powered by Balance of Nature Fruits and Veggies. Balance of Nature is proud to provide fruits and veggies in a Patriot Pack for a limited time to support this effort. A portion of the proceeds from each Patriot Pack will go directly to United We Pledge to help build this project. Use promo code VILLAGE to receive 35% off your first preferred order. Go to buypatriotpack.com to start your pledge to help preserve the freedoms we value. 
Thanks for listening to The Kate Daly Show. All opinions expressed by the program participants on The Kate Daly Show are solely their own and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of St. George News Radio, KZNU, Canyon Media, or their respective parent companies or advertisers. If you'd like to comment directly, talk lines are open at 888-673-1450. That's 888-673-1450. Or you may email directly at kate at canyonmedia.net. This Saturday, Henry Mueller will change the world. He has no idea that's what he's going to do. He only knows that he went to JustServe.org and signed up to spend time at a senior center Saturday morning. As he browsed through service opportunities in his own community, he remembered the words of Paul to the Galatians, By love, serve one another. Little does Henry know that Saturday morning he'll end up speaking to one senior in particular who hasn't seen his family in several weeks and is feeling especially lonely. Henry doesn't know the short time he'll spend with this man will lift his spirits, cheer his heart, and make his life just a little better. Through love and service this Saturday, Henry Mueller will change the world. See the difference you can make. Sign up for service opportunities in your community. Visit JustServe.org. JustServe.org is provided as a service by The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. A pop quiz for parents with second grade teacher Mrs. Ridge. Today's quiz will be a multiple choice. Number one, the last time I watched TV was A, last night, B, last week, or C, last month. Number two, the last time I saw a movie was A, last night, B, last week, or C, last month. Number three, the last time I watched pro sports was A, last night, B, last week, or C, last month. And one more question, pass or fail. The last time I visited my child's school was A, last night, B, last week, C, last month, or D, none of the above. Know what really matters. Know about your kid's school and know about your kid. Find out 100 ways to know more, do more. Visit PTA.org or call 800-307-4PTA. A message from the Ad Council and the National PTA. I am fighting a hard battle. I know my enemy, but I can't see it. Every day there are new challenges to face. And I have to find the courage to arm myself against the opposition. I don't have to fight the battle alone. I have St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Every year, thousands of children are stricken with cancer and other deadly diseases. At St. Jude Children's Research Hospital, doctors and scientists are working to find cures to combat these illnesses and give kids hope for a healthy, happy tomorrow. You can join their battle during the combined federal campaign by selecting 0560. Your contribution to St. Jude will make you a hero to some of the country's bravest soldiers. With your help, I can face the challenges. I will defeat the enemy. I will win this battle. For more information, call 1-800-822-6344 or log on to www.stjude.org. St. Jude is a CFC participant, number 0560. Dan Hicks with Paul Azinger, welcoming you back to the Healthy Stand Classic. We couldn't ask for better conditions, 68 degrees and a UV index of 3. This direct exposure to midday sun could be increasing her risk to melanoma. It looks like she's making a change. Now let's see what she takes out. Oh, wow, looks like she's pulling out. 15. I don't know. It looks like she's going with the 30. Strong choice. Incredible.
incredible. Stand up to cancer and Optum want to help you reduce your risk for cancer. Visit TakeAHealthyStand.org. This show is previously recorded from 2016. Back here with you. This is the interview with Walt Heyer, and he is—he was a transgender, and he tells his story quite frankly. And I loved having him on the show. This is a rebroadcast of this of this episode. Make sure you get over to Balance of Nature, balanceofnature.com, and order up. Put in the code Kate, get get 35% off and free shipping. You will love Balance of Nature, fruits and vegetables at their finest. And they take the air and water out and just give you the nutrients. You should be taking a food supplement. If you're not, you're not doing your bodies any favor. Please go ahead and get Balance of Nature. I researched them. They are the very best. And also go to MyPillow.com. MyPillow.com has the most wonderful towels and sheets and mattresses and bedding and dog beds and robes and slippers that you can even imagine. And I'm not exaggerating. It is incredible. Go to MyPillow.com. Support Truth and Radio when you do. Order up these products. And uh, Mike Lindell is amazing. We partnered up. He's being very generous with the show. And I just want you to know how hard he is working for you and for voter fraud to expose it. He's doing an amazing job. If you really believe in truth and radio, put your money where your mouth is. Order up at MyPillow.com and Balance of Nature. Get the finest products that they have to offer and you'll be so happy you did. Here is the remainder of our interview with Walt Heyer. So when you became Laura, what was your first moment of regret like? What, what, what were you feeling? What was happening at that time? Well, I was at the UT Santa Cruz. I was studying uh, psychology there because I thought I wanted to become a counselor and and help people. Mm -hmm. Um, And at the time, I thought I was going to help them become transgenders, you know, Mm -hmm. or at least guide them into uh, giving them some good therapy and so forth. Well, when I started studying psychology, I came across all these different disorders that were linked the transgenders, uh, you know, dissociative disorders and separation anxiety and, and all these other mental disorders. And I started looking into this and I'm going, this is a mental disorder. And so that's when I had regret about the fact that the activists who help people approve surgery, they don't care about the mental disorders. Their, their job is only to approve you and to affirm you and make sure that you have your body parts changed, cut off. And, you're cutting out uh, just a little bit, Walt. Uh, you're yeah. cutting out just a little bit. Uh, so, yeah, okay. so they would reaffirm this in those that came in. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, their job was just to affirm you and get you hormones and get your gender changed. Not Their job was not to find the comorbid disorders, which are the, the real disorders that are caused want to be transgender. Those are the the bipolar disorders, the dissociative disorders, separation anxiety, body dysmorphic disorder, which is very common, autogynephilia. There's a host of disorders that are never looked at by the LGBT activist therapists. They ignore them and they push people into hormones and surgery as fast as they can. Wow. Wow. Well, so what was your moment like? When did you when did you think I just made the biggest mistake of my life doing this? Well, when I went, you know, I, I started reading all this and studied it, and so I decided to go to somebody 
that was a specialist in diagnosing uh, disorders. And I went to this therapist over in Beverly Hills um, on Wilshire Boulevard, and um, I went in and told, told my story and what I went through. And I had several sessions during this diagnostic process. And so the, the lady came back and said, well, what happened is that as a result of being cross-dressed by your grandma, uh, you developed dissociative disorder, which is very common. About 30% of transgenders have dissociative disorders, and that just means that you dissociated from who you are and you try to become someone who you cannot be. It doesn't rise to the level of multiple personalities, mm-hmm. but it is a, it is a, a mental disorder that... And she said all you really needed was good psychotherapy to deal with the early childhood issues that you suffered with your grandmother. And surgery actually was not just a mistake, but it's going to make your recovery much more difficult. So I cried. I mean, what can I tell you? I mean, I I just uh, I had a career where I was making um, I was one of the top executives with American Honda Motor Company worked on the Apollo space missions, I had a family, I had two children, had a lovely wife, and I lost it all. And I've probably lost, in terms of income, well over $2 million as a result of that. So, yeah, I, I, I want to speak out. I don't want other people to suffer as I did, but I see it happening. I, I still get, I just got an email just three or four minutes before your show from somebody. So wow. it's continuing to happen. And until we realize that it's not a good thing, they should not be doing this to anybody. How Nobody long, needs it. How long did you live as Laura? How long did you live under that? Eight years. Eight years. Eight years. And you did yes. you marry within that eight years? Then did you? No, no. I that was after. No, I had mm-hmm. I had no relationships with anybody during those eight years, which is common for transgenders. Wow, lonely, very lonely. I would imagine a lonely time for you. Uh, trying to yeah, well, deal with this. Yeah, you, you, you tr- you're coping with what you think is the right thing to do, but then keep in mind you're mentally uh, disordered. You have disordered thinking. You, you think it's the right thing, but you have a, a, a disorder, mm-hmm. um, either bipolar or something's going on that nobody's treating. Did you go to groups for transgenders? Were they? Did you meet other transgenders who were feeling the exact same way you were? Uh, the, when I would go to the groups, um, and I didn't see anybody feeling the same way I was until years later. Um, people come to this realization in their own time. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them quickly, some of them very slowly. But I came to it within eight years. The one I'm working with right now is 12 years. Wow. I, I just, it's so hard to imagine. Milty, do you have a question? Well, I, I, I would like to say your, your website is terrific. It has it a is. great number of resources for people that might be questioning what's going on in their life in this regard. Uh, my question is, what advice would you give and and be direct to parents who think they have a child who is thinking they're having this trans, transgender issue because of the way it's being promoted in our schools today? Mm-hmm. And in the media. Yeah, well, right. The most important thing is to not affirm them in a, in a different gender uh, and tell them that it's quite normal uh, tell the child it's quite normal for you to be curious, but you can't change your gender, Johnny. It it can't happen, even though you see this on television, that's not truthful. Mm-hmm. And whatever you do, do not take them to a gender specialist 
or take them to somebody who specializes in cross-gender hormones uh, or encouraging people toward changing gender. That, to me, uh, by all accounts, is total child abuse and these people should lose their license to even practice medicine. Yeah, because they seem to be more activists, you said. These people are more activists, oh, but they don't activists. disclose that. Yeah. 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 Wow. You know, there is a... They're doing great harm. Jeez. Uh, what has your life been like since you transitioned back? Well, um, you know, I, I did domestic work. I, I, I lived um, really on the margins of life with little or no income for for many years, mm-hmm. and then I was speaking at a church um, on my recovery. At the time, I was uh, really down and out, but I was speaking on my recovery, mm-hmm. and um, there was a lady in the audience who told her friend, gosh, you know, that's who I want, somebody that's been through it all, and so this lady and I started going to have coffee, and now uh, next week we'll have been married 20 years. Wow, congratulations to you. Congratulations to you. I, it's, it's, I think it's so hard for us to try and imagine what this has been like over the decades for you. What was your high school experience like? I can't imagine. Did you, uh, was this kept secret? Did you, um, did you throw this out yeah. there? Yeah. Yeah, I kept it a secret. Um, you know, one or two people at school um, knew about it. I I ran track. I was um, I was a kicker on the football team. Mm-hmm. I'm a little guy. I'm still a little guy. I'm less than 140 pounds, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm feisty. And, uh, <laughs> but I'm feisty. <laughs> and awesome. so, you know, I was yeah. very good on the track. Uh, one of the top runners in California in the 660 at the time, and. Um, I was a good kicker on the football team, but I was struggling inside. I mean, I was living a duality of life because I had this girl in the purple dress in my head, and I had Walt living outside me, and I took on a secret identity of Crystal West. Uh, Higher. The website is sexchangeregret.com. He speaks a lot all over the country on his own life, his own story as a man uh, transitioned into a woman uh, when he was 42 and trans uh, and went back to uh, being a man about on the show wall is this preoccupation with with gender and how often were you thinking about this on a daily basis? I don't give my gender any thought and I don't think people realize that in this disorder you're thinking possibly about it 24 seven. What was your experience like on that? Yeah. That's exactly right. I mean, once this seed is planted when you're a young child, it doesn't go away. It grows, especially if it's been nurtured and encouraged. You're breaking up a little bit, but you're saying it, it's uh, encouraged and that grows? Yes. Yes. It, and it can, makes it grow more. And uh, so, yes, struggle with this. I, I called it the radio in my head that wouldn't go off. That it wouldn't go away. You need to play. Yeah, it wouldn't go away. You know, it's not its no. not really a thought, so. And you shouldn't. I mean, it becomes an obsessive compulsive disorder mm-hmm. along with a delusional disorder. So, you yeah. know, the, all these people need psychotherapy. They don't need to be affirmed. They need to be told you can't change your gender because, uh, you know, the results are really poor outcomes. And my book, Paper Genders, talks about it. And many of my other articles has all the research work in it. Yes, have absolutely. You, have you ever heard of anyone who speak honestly 
about why it is that the LGBT community wants to promote this so hard. Well, um, I do know that it is a fundraiser for them and that uh, people like George Soros and and other people who are, um, who I would think are very proactive, left-wing sexual activists, love the fact that they're playing with um, God and, you know, they're, they're megalomaniacs. They think that uh, God doesn't uh, exist and they think that uh, they can change anybody's gender and so they do it through this. I, they're trying to destroy the family through transgenderism. If you can break down and eliminate gender, you can eliminate the family structure, can't you? Yep. Yes. Yep. That's a great point. That's an absolutely great point. In fact, last year they passed something, and isn't that associated with ACA? To, to These surgeons almost have to uh, perform this, right? If somebody uh, requests this, what was the statute that was passed last year? I forget the statute, but yes, in many corners of the country they passed a statute that uh, requires them if somebody wants it, and there's a, uh, a hospital in California near uh, Sacramento that's being sued uh, because they wouldn't perform the surgery, and they were right to not perform the surgery. Right. Uh, why would we be per- performing surgery on people with mental disorders? I mean, <laughs> I wrote about sense. this in, in my book, Paper Genders. For 100 years, there was Dr. Cotton, uh, who, uh, if you read about this, is very similar to transgenderism. And then you have Dr. Walter Freeman sticking an ice pick in people's brains to help them. I mean, this is the kind of nonsense. Well, you know, I I laughingly say anytime they come up against me, it tells a lot more about the lack of what they know <laughs> yeah. anything about me. So true. It's a, they seem to like a couple of stats and just stick with those, and that's what ends up in our media so that people like Bruce Jenner, they are just put on the covers of magazines and applauded for what they're doing, and then they cite a couple of statistics that are totally thrown out of context. Right, and and you know, because you read some of the articles, if you go to um, the stuff that I've written in The Federalist mm-hmm. and the public discourse.com i mean one of the articles i wrote in public discourse got shared just the sharing i mean that's why i say we're manufacturing transgenders today because they don't Mm -hmm. exist yeah beyond the fact of emotions feelings and desires there's no such thing and keep in mind as i said earlier transgenderism was invented by pedophile activists uh, you know, growing up and, and, and being in a situation and then going into being a woman and then transitioning back, how has your immediate family dealt with all of this along the way? Well, my, my brother, um, who's eight, 18 months older than I am, still refuses to talk to me, even though I've come back and, mm-hmm. and been redeemed and restored by the good Lord. Um, he's just, uh, he won't talk to me, and that's fine. Um, mm-hmm. I understand that. I've had other friends that um, who stuck with me through the whole thing and just uh, continue to be in awe of the fact that, uh, you know, that I made it through it and, yes. and what I'm doing today. I mean, you know, I'm on TV in Russia and the U.K. and Australia and New Zealand and other places, Canada, and um, I'm going to Hong Kong to speak in October. So, you know, there's a lot of people. I get 300,000 people to my website 
Thank you, Walt Heyer. What a wonderful interview. You can check more of his interviews out. Thanks, you guys. Be faithful, be fearless, and see you tomorrow. Are you a do-it-yourselfer or contractor looking? It is a controversial claim. A new study suggests the coronavirus doesn't just hijack our cells. In some cases, it can actually alter our DNA. The researchers have found indirect evidence of this in a small number of tissues taken from patients. And their study caused a huge stir in the scientific community and a lot of questions. Could these DNA changes explain certain long hauler symptoms or autoimmune disease? Could these changes increase the risk of cancer? It sounds scary and maybe it is scary, but I think it's might it's probably just a big nothing burger. <laughs> UC San Diego virologist Dr. Davy Smith says, hold on, we still don't have direct evidence of this happening in people. And even if it is, there's a good chance it's not a big deal. If this One thing is for certain, his study is prompting a whole lot more research. Derek Stahl, ABC 10 News. Hi, welcome to the Kate Daly Show. So glad you could join me for this Friday show. And this is my part two interview with Mark Sargent. I told you I would interview him again, ask him a lot of questions that a lot of you have and uh, those skeptics out there um, for Flat Earth. And this is a topic we've, we had never discussed before on the show until Mark came on. Mark wrote the book on this, and so I was willing to explore it. I was willing to ask questions. I like to be challenged, so I'm glad that Mark was willing to come on just to answer questions, and I want to hear him out. Let's hear him. Mark Sargent is my guest. Uh, the book is Flat Earth Clues, The Sky's the Limit. And if you remember last week when we did a show with Mark, we were talking about all of these things uh, surrounding flat earth. Okay. And I have never done this subject on the show before. And that's kind of rare considering I've done about every subject you can imagine, but I invited Mark on and, uh, Mark of course has all the YouTube videos, uh, flat earth clues, the sky's the limit. You can get that in paperback. Uh, you can get that in many ways actually right on Amazon, but I welcome you to the show, Mark, for the, for the part two. <laughs> I like this. This is good. Yeah. And you know what? I've been doing this for six years. So what took you so long? I know, right? I, I don't know why we <laughs> never covered it. I think they're great questions. I think that I'm I'm still sort of mixed on the subject. And so I've looked into it before, but I actually like listening. I'm one of those that just wants to ask a lot of questions and I like listening to the answers. And there were people, yeah. of course, you know, that told me right after the show, oh, you know, you've sold out. That's it. And I thought <laughs> if, if that's the case, if that's the case, something is very wrong because the minute I stop asking questions, I shouldn't be doing the show, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. So I absolutely love that you're willing to tackle this and we'll go through all the kind of the skeptics questions and why the sure. ridicule you know you know if somebody asks pretty decent questions and i thought you brought up some pretty relevant points uh, yep. in the last show we did why why the ridicule straight up conditioning uh it goes back as long as <clears throat> excuse me you've been in school yeah so think about this uh in the corner of our classroom in the united states anyway you have the american flag right mm-hmm. we pledge allegiance to it and and by the time you reach your senior year of high school you know 12 years later there are some people that join the military simply just based on the flag they've been right. seen in the corner of their room well right below that flag usually is a little toy globe that you can spin around okay. and we don't pledge allegiance or anything to it, but it just sits there quietly in the classroom. And basically, it's like, you look up, flag, that's where I live. Mm-hmm. To look down, the globe, that's where I live. It's amazingly strong conditioning to where 
Uh, out of all the conspiracies that are out there, and we're not going to rattle them off, this is the only one you really can't run away from. Mm, Meaning, it's kind of like the Matrix, the red pill, blue pill thing, where it's like, all of a sudden, it's like, oh yeah, by the way, the world you <laughs> think you live in, yeah, that's not it. Hmm. And people freak out. They, they, I mean, the, the line from the Matrix is very pertinent, which is, uh, we don't uh, awaken minds after a certain age. And right. it's kind of like, the, the only comparison I can have is like telling someone after they're 30, and I know you're like 22, oh, but yeah. after they're 21. 30, <laughs> uh-huh. that, uh, uh, that they're adopted. Uh, Imagine somebody coming to sure. you and saying, yeah, man, pretty sure you're adopted. I have proof right over here. And you'd be like, no, no get out of here. Yeah. No, whatever. And then all of a sudden, if you even have an inkling mm-hmm. that, that that might be the case, all of a sudden it it ripples back in time. Right. And you start questioning all these things. But yeah, it's so, so short answer, a whole bunch of conditioning. That's all it took. Very, very quiet conditioning, yeah. by the way. Interesting. Well, I, it's, I, the only, I, yeah. it's the only thing we debunk to children. By the way, it's no, hmm. we don't talk to the children about anything, you know, about any other conspiracy. But we first grade, it's it's right out of the gate, which is oh yeah. By the way, we used to think the world is flat. Now it's this spinny thing, spin, 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 mm. and that's it. That's all it takes. Okay, all right. Well, there was a there was an article, and it was about how to prove that the Earth was round to a flat oh. earther. And so, of yeah. course, you covered the first one and you, you know, watch a ship fall off to the sea. You covered that in the last podcast. But here was yeah. the second one. Watch a lunar eclipse. Solar eclipses get all the attention, but if you're able to catch a glimpse of the sol- lunar eclipse, it says, you can yeah. see evidence that the Earth is indeed round. Here how Here's how it works. Earth passes between the moon and sun so that the sun projects Earth's shadow onto the moon in the night sky. So yep. you've, you've probably seen perfect. this. A perfect textbook answer. Uh, absolutely okay. qual- quality answer. However, <laughs> uh, it is it is just a textbook. I mean, right. you remember, there's only 500 people that have even have claimed to have been to space. When anyone talks about anything in the sky, I don't care if it's a lunar eclipse or solar eclipse or stars or comets mm-hmm. or some weird galaxy thing you're looking at or whatever the Hubble pictures are, I say, okay – they're just pretty, pretty lights in the sky that predate language. It's basically just an ornate clock. If I go to a planetarium and I say, okay, do you see Jupiter up there? They go, yeah. I say, okay, can you land on it? No. Why not? Because it's just a pretty image on a screen. It's a projected image. However, think about this. Think about taking someone from, I don't know, mm-hmm. a really strict Amish community or someone from 200 years in the past, take them into a planetarium and show them th- those same lights on the ceiling. We take it for granted, but you show them those same lights going holy smokes how is the moon doing that and it's like because it's not real it's like what that's so weird they they wouldn't get it i mean it's right. it's just the level of technology we live in okay. so anyway sorry sorry yeah, everything no. in the sky is just a projection okay because they is. said if the moon looks orange that's a that's a sign of a lunar eclipse if you've ever seen a total lunar eclipse you probably notice that the shadow did not look like that so, oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And by the that's- way <laughs> Uh, that that was one of those things that always bugged me, which was mm-hmm. like the solar eclipse shadow was way too small. Uh, you know, that's like the moon is. Um, so when you know the, the the moon when it passes supposedly in front of the sun, it casts a shadow on the earth, right? Mm-hmm. And the moon supposedly two thousand miles wide. Well, the, the blackout shadow, the total blackout shadow, is only seventy miles wide, which is pretty much what we say the moon is. It's, so it's like tell me hmm. tell me what optical effect can shrink. 
a shadow down 90-something percent. It's like you walking next to a wall on a sunny day and Mm -hmm. your shadow turns into an action figure. It never (laughs) happens. It never has happened. Mm -hmm. So the the bigger question is, okay, so it's the lunar eclipse. So let's say Mm -hmm. the the, the Earth passes in front of the sun. The Earth's supposedly 8,000 miles wide, four times wider than the, the moon. Why isn't the blackout zone on the moon 250 miles wide? Why doesn't the moon turn into a giant scary eyeball? Hmm. No, one will touch it. So interesting. Anyway. All right. Yeah. The, the next one was climb a tree. Climb a tree. Go up high what? enough. That's a that's a that's a about proof. Well, I was kind of laughing at this one too. But if you climb up really far, your line of sight will extend to the horizon. That's because parts of the Earth were concealed from view by its curvature. Oh. Uh. Yeah, it works the same on on a flat thing. You go up higher, you get to see farther. That's just how it works. Uh, in fact, the world record photography, are, of course, mm-hmm. is taken from mountains. But no, it's not the curvature. And I take challenge anyone, anyone that says climb a tree or climb a mountain or whatever it is, mm-hmm. uh, to show me. Oh boy, how am I going to say this? To show me an object in the distance mm-hmm. that's I don't know 150 miles or less that you can't see with HD technology. That's what's changed this. I mean, we wouldn't even be talking right now if HD cameras weren't around. That's mm-hmm. what convinced everybody yeah. is they went to the beach and beforehand the beach, the boat was gone. It is gone forever. You cannot see it anymore. They don't have to climb a tree. All they do is zoom in with their cameras and they can see it. And it blows the curvature. Of the, we didn't come up with the curvature formula. It blows it out of the water. Okay. All right. Uh, travel through or even within different time zones. Um, so if you are on the right commercial flight, maybe able to see the curvature of the earth on with your own two eyes, it says, um, Uh, anyone. And I, I made a special video, of course, my Mm -hmm. YouTube channel is probably going to be torn down soon, Mm -hmm. uh, because of the, uh, I said horrible things against the whole pandemic recently. So, but that's okay. I made a video on my channel. It's still up now. If anyone wants it, you're more, more happy to email me. And it was a wonderful speech given by Neil deGrasse Tyson, the world's most famous scientist, Mm -hmm. uh, who went on stage and he said, no, no, no civilian will ever see the curvature of the earth. And I've, I've had thousands and thousands of people say, I've seen it from an airplane. I go, okay, he, what he was doing was he was criticizing the Red Bull jump. Do you remember that when Red Bull sent a guy up mm-hmm. to like 130,000 feet and had him, it was like a world record parachute jump, but he okay. jumped out. Mm-hmm. And they, what they did was they used a really, really, if you know what a fisheye lens is, which is a wide angle lens, which is a peephole lens, mm-hmm. uh, you know, which creates this massive curvature. Everyone knows when you look at a people, sure. the, the, the hallway isn't curved, right. but it looks like it. So anyway, he jumps out of this thing and the, the, the earth is this amazing curvature. And Neil deGrasse Tyson goes on and, and to this big audience, he goes, look, it was completely from a scientific standpoint, very, very dishonest. Mm-hmm. He goes, you cannot see the curvature from 130,000 feet. It can't be done. He goes, that stuff is flat. Hmm. And he's very uh, adamant about this. Well, if that's 130,000 feet, which is what, four times higher than a commercial jet airliner, mm-hmm. then what are you seeing? And again, it's not that I'm, I'm saying that these people are lying. I'm saying it's, it's um, Orwellian, uh, meaning it's not that they see the curvature. They mm-hmm. want to see the curvature. It's that five lights, four lights thing. And that is, I've, I've talked to pilots. They right. said, uh, the front of the plane, he goes, it's absolutely flat. The problem is, is that we're told so many times growing up that there's a curve that you want to see it. And I, I mean, I've had people say, forget about planes. I've had people say they've seen the curvature from the beach. Hmm. Thousands of people are like, no, anyone challenges that. Look, look it up. Ask Neil deGrasse Tyson. He's, and and okay. I send that video to mm-hmm. him. I go, is he lying? 
And I've even had some people come back and say, well, he doesn't represent us. He could be wrong. It's like, really? Because he's the world's most famous scientist. Okay. So if you were to fly all the way around the world, you'd find that it would be nighttime in part of the world and daytime in another part. Right. The time zones, the famous time Mm -hmm. zones. Okay. The problem. (laughs) Uh Here's the thing with time zones. Mm -hmm. Uh, When you look at any diagram of the flat earth model, the problem is when we illustrate it and other people illustrate it, mainstream media mostly, they draw a sun and the moon that are really, really huge. In fact, the moon's actually, they they draw that about 2,000 miles wide, what they say it is. But the sun, they make it really, really huge. And that's the only way you can see it on, on this map. Well, we say the sun is tiny. Tiny, tiny, tiny. Um, it's maybe 50 miles wide. So mm-hmm. if, if you have a light source, it's only 50 miles wide. Yeah, time zones are no problem whatsoever. The problem is, is that everybody thinks this this giant ball. I mean, forget about the the mainstream thing that the sun is 400,000 miles wide or something like that. Mm-hmm. Let's say if it's even only 5,000 miles wide. Yeah, it would light up the whole the whole thing. But it's not. It's tiny, super tiny and super close. There you mm, go. Okay. All right. So that, produce, here... that produces time zones. It's very, very easy to do. Okay. Well- More questions for Mark when I come back. Mark Sargent is my guest in the second part of the interview that we did. And uh, we shall be right back. More intriguing questions for somebody that believes in flat earth. This is the Kate Daly Show. This is Kate Daly, and my show is brought to you by the Piano Gallery, located on the Bloomington exit, right by Bloomington Walmart. You can get a gorgeous piano for a great deal. Talk to John or Jamie. A piano makes a beautiful house a home. Best Mattress, the best place to buy Tempur-Pedic. Save up to $1,500 on Serta, Beautyrest, and Sherwood. Free delivery and setup with the Best Mattress 120-day satisfaction guarantee. Why shop anywhere else? Hi, this is Ryan from Inside Out Hyperbarics, and today I'm on the radio to say thank you to all of our clients who have allowed us to be part of their healing journeys. From helping those suffering from traumatic brain injury and chronic pain disorders to those with symptoms of autoimmune or the lingering effects of COVID-19 long haulers. It's been an honor you put faith in us to help you through some of your toughest times. So to give back, we will be running monthly specials to celebrate our upcoming six-year anniversary. To find these specials, check us out on the web at InsideOutHyperbarics.com. Inside Out Hyperbarics, bringing out the best in you. Truth, like armor, must be defended. America is under threat. As citizens, we have a duty to arm ourselves with knowledge. Unfortunately, censorship abounds, and the media isn't proving the facts. On June 17th and 18th, over 20 freedom-fortifying speakers like Dr. Brian Artis, Congressman Madison Cawthorn, and Cash Patel will come together at the Utah Liberty Festival at the Maverick Center. Reserve your seats now. Visit utahlibertyfestival.com to secure yours today. Paid for by Utah Liberty Festival. Selling your car is such a pain. You have to take pictures, post them online, and then comes the lowball offers and the hassle of meeting people for test drives. Skip all that hassle and sell your car directly to Finley Subaru on the savings side of the freeway. Come see the award-winning team at Finley Subaru to get a fair offer on the spot. Sell your car today and skip the hassle of selling it yourself online. Get a fair offer today at Findlay Subaru on the savings side of the freeway. 
Are you a do-it-yourselfer or contractor looking to source artificial turf? Turf Direct, Southern Utah's number one trusted source for artificial grass, has you covered with the right product. Incredible pricing and a 16-year warranty. The number one choice for your artificial grass is Turf Direct for the highest quality, top Duraplade, cool blade, and pet-friendly flow drainage technologies. At Below Retail, turf experts can help you with your yard from oh to whoa. Who has the best landscape or pricing in town? Turf Direct. Below Retail, Turf Direct, 1469 West Sunset Boulevard, or visit turf-direct.com. Do you know who your financial advisor is working for? Maybe it's time to find out. New Millennium Group is a registered investment advisory, which means they work for you and as fiduciaries are legally bound to serve your best interest above their own. Advisors working for retail banks are held to a suitability standard, meaning their first legal obligation is to protect the interest of the banks they work for, not yours. The team at New Millennium Group is more concerned about protecting your savings than allowing you to risk more than you'd like to in the stock market. It's more important than ever to be in control of your financial life and to have someone by your side who cares about your future as much as you do. If you're not sure who your financial advisor is working for or are feeling unsure about your nest egg, call New Millennium Group today at 888-999-6370. That's 888-999-6370. Or visit them online at yournewmillenniumgroup.com. That's yournewmillenniumgroup.com to schedule a phone call or online meeting. win a fight with wildfire visit firewise.org to find out how you can help make your home more defensible against wildfires that's firewise.org a public service brought to you by the u.s forest service your state forester and the ad council if you want to take a look at what some of the finest companies in customer service have in common i can tell you they practice values that involve both the way customers and employees are treated every interaction every engagement Every motion is executed with a particular intention based on those values. It's often referred to as constancy of purpose. Companies that have a mission, a constancy of purpose, stand out from the others. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Sergeant with me. Mark Sargent uh, wrote the book on Flat Earth, and so here are more questions for our friend Mark. This is part two of an interview I did a week ago with Mark, and uh, I wanted to have him back. I wanted to be challenged, and I wanted to ask uh, some some more questions. So this is the skeptics' questions for Mark, who wrote the book on Flat Earth. 
get over to my pillow. Make sure you put in the code Kate. Order yourself up some fantastic products, and uh, you're gonna love this. You're gonna absolutely love these products. MyPillow.com does such a fantastic job with sheets and towels and and bathrobes and slippers. They're like the amazing of the amazing. So make sure you get over to MyPillow.com, and it actually helps the show too when you put in the code Kate promo code Kate K A T E. My first name. How easy is that? All right. Here's more questions for Mark. Okay. And the next one was watch a sunset. So watch a sunset from point A. And then once the sun is out of sight, hurry on over to point B. With the added elevation provided by point B, you should be able to see the sun up above the horizon. If the earth were flat, the sun would not be visible at any elevation once it had set. Because earth is round, the sun will come back into your line of sight. If yep. you don't have a hill, you could even try lying on your stomach to watch the sunset, then standing up to get a higher line of sight. Yeah, this is an extension of the boat problem, which okay. is the boat goes over the horizon mm-hmm. and the sun goes over the horizon. But since the sun is really, really bright, it should be easier to tell. Again, the sun goes off into the distance. We have done some amazing movies on this where the sun doesn't actually set. It just goes away, meaning the thickness of the atmosphere. Remember, what we're breathing in, what we're talking in right now is is only 99% transparent, and it gets more and more thick at, with, with distance. Mm-hmm. So, and, and, because, and because the sun is really, really small, it just goes away. We've seen videos where it just shrinks and shrinks and shrinks, and the, the even the better videos, again, on my channel, but I can refer to other ones, where you zoom, same, in, same thing, if you have a filter on your camera, you zoom, zoom in on the sun that has been setting, you can pop it back up in the frame. It doesn't set anymore. And you can keep doing that until eventually it just fades away. It, it's mind-blowing when you watch the videos. It's incredible. Okay. All right. Measure shadows across the country. Pick two locations that are the same distance apart. Grab two sticks or dowels of equal length, two tape measures in front. And you'll take one stick and dowel and one tape measured to your location. Stick the object in the ground and measure the shadow. For accuracy, yep. you should take your measurements at the same time of day. Yep. This is the famous sticks and shadows argument. On a flat earth, by the way, it says the shadow that is cast by each would be of the same length. Right. Okay. Right, right. Okay, the sticks and shadows argument. Uh, And I'm actually surprised more people haven't brought this up. However, the general public doesn't understand it anyway. Mm -hmm. Uh, The sticks and shadows argument works exactly the same if... Okay, so... The sticks and shadows thing that you were talking about there assumes that the sun is 93 miles, million miles away and very, very huge, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It works the exact same way. You can test this out with flashlights and pencils if you want. We've also got movies on that. It also works the same if the sun is very, very small and very, very close. Okay. So that's basically it. A, anyone that, that throws that at me, I, again, I'll refer them to movies. You can look them up. They're, they're not hard to find. They're also on uh, most of these questions, and just the audience knows I did not get a copy of these questions in advance. I've been asked nope. these for, <laughs> not forever. <at> all. <laughs> the, um, uh, I highly recommend, if anyone wants, wants to watch all the movies on this, because we've got it all laid out uh, in the most wonderful app. It's called the Flat Earth, Sun, Moon, and Zodiac Clock App. Uh, you can find it anywhere. Just plug in that question, and it'll, it'll link you to a movie, and you can watch the whole thing. Okay. Yeah. All right. I didn't make the app, by the way. I don't get a dime from it. Okay. My friend, my friend David Weiss does, but I know that he would appreciate the uh, the plug because okay. he has buttons for this. It's like, what about the sunsets? What about the sticks and shadows? Okay. You only click one button, you're in. Yep. The last one was uh, Google International Space Station photos. Seriously, just <sighs> look at some of the amazing photos you'll find. <sighs> Okay. 
<laughs> Anyone? Uh, unfortunately, I have to give one of those Tom Cruise right. answers from Mission Impossible. It's it's worse than you think. <laughs> okay. Which is look the ISS production value, the inside mm-hmm. production value of the ISS, and I am a huge media guy, and I'm a big believer in good writing and good plot devices. It is atrocious. I don't know who's directing and producing the interior shots, the ISS. They're horrible, and the exterior shots aren't great either. Um, I'll bring up how many examples can I bring up? Uh, the black marble shot. You've heard of the blue marble series, mm-hmm. which is uh, uh, the, the the first blue marble right. shots ever taken. Look look up the controversy behind black marble, okay. which was taken supposedly by the ISS or some other satellite, where uh, they're they're showing all these points of light on the dark side of the Earth, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember the famous one where they showed this all the cities in the western part of Australia, right? It was lit up like Christmas. Mm-hmm. There are no cities in the western part of Australia. <laughs> like the, it was completely photoshopped, and everyone was like, "Oh, uh, wow. well, there were a lot of brush fires that uh-huh. year." And it's like, "What?" No, mm-hmm. no. It, everything NASA, and I, I hate to say this, but uh, look, the moon mission has been suspect for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. I mean, ever since they left in 1972 and never went back, no one questions it. Every time I ask somebody, it's like, "Look, I've heard every president since Reagan." Right. Say we're committed to going back to the moon. They just keep kicking that can down. Trump's that is gun. true. Yeah, that is true. And it does kind of people, I think, get really emotional about that one because it's part of the existence of that time, part of the the um, what oh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the story well, can, of our lives. You know what I mean? Watching I, it can, on TV. Can I bring up a, another journalist real quick? Sure. Okay, so Dana Perino, mm-hmm. you know, or, yeah. you know, probably probably mm-hmm. met her. Yeah, the uh, Dana Perino. I remember her on uh, a show a couple of years ago where they were, we were involved, and, and she was quite. It was the whole question of the moon mission, and she she said she it was the, the greatest quote. She was, "I believe in the moon missions because I'm a patriot." Hmm. It's like okay, um, I get it. With basically yeah, that means, answer. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. you're an American. That and I know weird. she was a press secretary. Mm-hmm. If if you are an American, you should believe whatever the government tells you when it comes to this stuff. And I was like, yeah, but you're putting yeah. a lot of faith into something that that you know that can be bent in certain ways and uh, sorry the moon mission i could tear apart six ways from sunday yeah and well there's a everything. lot ISS, to be examined every, there. everything's fake <laughs> everything's fake and people i've had mm. people come to me and say okay the moon missions are a piece of junk but you can't tell me the iss is fake as i go look do you know anything about the rules of crime if you fake one thing you might as well fake everything because the punishment's the same if you ever get caught mm. so you might as well do it and again nasa gets their budget is 54 million dollars a day yeah, it's a lot of money. Do you know what sort of black programs you could sponsor? Um, the, it is a huge black budget. And there are a lot of things about the moon landing that are very strange. I wish people would actually kind of take a look at. Um, here's It's so true, though. Here, you're messing with everyone's childhood. You know what I mean? So I'm uh, sorry. No, I, I, look, I mean, look, it's, I love, it's the truth, though. I love America. Look, uh-huh. I, wave the flag, rah, rah, right. go team. We're the greatest. I get that. But my my big problem was when they started doing this, they uh, they took advantage of people's patriotism, right? And right. it's like, yeah. And then they just get, took it too far. Now they've just got they've been so sloppy. That's the part that bugged me. It's mm-hmm. like, look, you, you spend more of that fifty four million dollars a day and actually make good stuff, right? Because right. the internet's going to shred it. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, and people are they're asking a lot of questions. So if the Earth is flat, what is its yep. shape? Because most flat Earthers believe, uh, you know, that it's a circular disc. But could right. it be square with the four corners, as the Bible suggests? Uh, you know, what experiment might we do to find out? 
Oh, okay. So, yeah, short version, uh, the Earth is a snow globe. It's plain okay. and simple. Uh, if you want to say terrarium, planetarium, I've had other radio station people say uh-huh. pizza box. It's like, okay, okay. I I'm not sure what your audience is. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's a, it's a it, at the very least, it's got walls and a floor and a ceiling. Could it be squared off at the edges and could, be the dome, could the dome be an illusion? Yeah, the virtual worlds we use, everything is squared off. Um, compu- engineers hate curves. Mm-hmm. Uh, they love right angles. Computers can't even draw uh, circles or you know spheres. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, it's all just a series of angles. That's why pixels are square. Uh, they, you, I wouldn't even know how to program one, and I've mm-hmm. done development. Um, so yeah, absolutely, could be squared off at the edges. No, no question, and that's biblical to a to a certain extent. Okay. And uh, what causes ocean tides? Are they synchronized <laughs> so reliably with the position of the moon and the sun in our sky? Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, I can tell you what doesn't cause ocean tides, okay. and that's some directional. Because remember, in in our model, because people have said, well, in the flat Earth model, if the what, the moon's really small, does it control the tides? I go, no. Uh, you control the tides from down below. I go, the last thing you want to do is turn the the moon into this super powerful electromagnetic magnetic force that would control the tides. And by the way, it's also interesting that the tides. Here's the whole electromagnetic thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tides only work on oceans. Why? Because, and you've probably done this experiment in school, maybe you haven't, where you, you know, you can, um, uh, water doesn't conduct, conduct electricity, we can't complete a circuit until you add salt to it. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, but yeah, so no, it's, it's controlled by uh, things on the ground. It's completely artificial. The moon has nothing to do with the tides at all. Hmm. All righty. So how is it a ship or airplane can travel all the way around the Antarctic continent in less time than it takes to travel from New York to England? Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, tell me, give me, an, give me an example of that. Yeah. Find, I, find me documents. I've been waiting for them. Find me documents from someone that circumnavigated Antarctica mm-hmm. uh, that, that we can see. And give us, and more importantly, give us the latitude and longitude coordinates when that happens, which is sort of like the plane issue, which was in the original clues. I know you probably didn't watch the clues, mm-hmm. which is what's interesting is when you fly overseas over any body of water, if you're flying over an area of water that has no islands with transponders on it, your latitude and longitude, and you can look this up, your GPS goes into estimated or approximated mode, mm-hmm. which means they don't know where you are. They roughly know where you are, but they don't know exactly where you are. It's like, how is that possible? The GPS system, which was designed by the U.S. Uh, DOD, uh, that's a 32 satellite mm-hmm. overlaying blanket thing, and yet planes can go down in oceans, and we have no idea where they are. Look at some, um, what was that, Malaysia 370 thing that went down a while ago, you know, 777 yeah. flagships, right. redundant black boxes, no idea where that thing went. It's like, this is the Indian Ocean. Why? Because it was in part of the world that the GPS system doesn't track. I challenge anyone. It's like, mm. find, find me, give me the GPS coordinates of, of anything regarding Antarctica or long-distance flights. Okay. All right. And I really appreciate you answering all these questions because, you know, it it probably feels like the, you know, the firing squad when you're, you know, when somebody's like, and what about this? And what about this? But I I love that you're answering. Believe it or not, that's how it started six years ago. And I don't mind at all. Interesting. All right. Well, some say the moon is flat, too. Do you believe the moon is flat, too? Because we can only see one side of it, so that's that's the well, other question. Yeah, I know, right? Uh-huh. One of those weird coincidences. Mm-hmm. But I'm doing air quotes here. Coincidences about the moon. Uh, one, how it, we only see it not just not just one side exactly 
one side. It doesn't even change a quarter of a degree in a hundred years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and people are like, wow, and scientists are like, wow, that's really strange. It's like, uh, that's all you got is strange. It also fits exactly in front of the sun. Why? Because it's 400 times closer and 400 times more narrow. Wow, also a coincidence. So, is you know is the the moon flat? Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. I mean, the pla- in a planetarium, it's flat. Although it looks spherical. Again, okay. you walk into a, pla- a high end planetarium, it looks very spherical. Right. But it's only a two D image. We can do amazing things with, with software. Imagine what we could do if we had another I don't know thousand years. Right. Okay. Because um, we, remember, we didn't build this place. We had nothing to right. do with a building in this place. We sure. uh, we we're only keeping the secret. There you go. Okay. So. I have more questions for Mark when we come back, but uh, the book is called uh, Flat Earth Clues, The Sky's the Limit. He's got many, many YouTube videos also uh, that we haven't been talking about as well, uh, but you can check out Mark Sargent and his book on Amazon, all kinds of uh, different things there and on YouTube. And uh, when I come back, I ask him, uh, there actually was a question about, well, the government has substantiated this, and so everyone's on board kind of question and i love his uh the response to this i you know hmm all right so uh we'll be right back more with mark Sargent uh when we come back don't go anywhere it's the kate daly show katedalyradio.com My name is Lindsay, and I'm the health coach manager at Balance of Nature. My department is currently hiring health coaches. Working in the health coach department brings many blessings not only to our customers' lives, but to your own as well. I'm looking for caring people who are passionate about changing people's lives to come join my team. Go to balanceofnature.com forward slash careers to apply for the health coaching position today. Hi, my name is Haley. I am the Director of Health Coach Training at Balance of Nature. My department is currently hiring health coaches. I have loved being a health coach. It's an extremely fulfilling position and I'm excited to come to work every day. I love seeing people as they make changes that are improving their quality of life. If you are a highly motivated person and care about helping others see success in their lives, I would encourage you to apply for the health coaching position today at balanceofnature.com slash careers. Dirty exterior? Don't scrub it. Wet it and forget it. Wet and forget, the easy outdoor cleaner. Wet and forget works over time with Mother Nature to eliminate unsightly black and green stains on the exterior of your home with no scrubbing, power washing, or bleach. Use wet and forget on all your outdoor surfaces, including decks, siding, roofs, and patios. Wet and forget's available in a concentrate or extreme reach hose-in. Purchase wet and forget in store or online at Lowe's, Menards, Ace, or Walmart. Paid for by Bar Justice. Attention. Have you or a loved one been diagnosed with cancer after using Zantac or other heartburn medications for several months? Zantac may be linked to these cancers. Bladder, colorectal, esophageal, intestinal, kidney, liver, ovarian, pancreatic, stomach, testicular, and uterine. If you or a loved one have been diagnosed with cancer after using Zantac or other heartburn medications for several months, call now. Never stop taking medication without first consulting a physician. Call right now for a free consultation. Call 800-379-9550. 800-379-9550. 
Discount Pond has always been the best place in southern Utah to get cash when you need it. Discount Pond is an honest, trusted pawn shop that is locally owned and operated by the Staley family. Discount Pond has money to loan with the best interest rates on collateral loans and title loans. Discount Pond will buy out your existing loan from their competitors and cut your rate in half. Discount Pond will loan on anything of value. Go see them today at 175 West, 900 South in St. George, next to Croshaw's Pies, or visit them online at stgeorgepond.com. When it comes to trust, You can't beat the love from Subaru and the team at Findlay Subaru. Subaru was named the most trusted and best performance brand in the 2022 Kelly Blue Book Brand Image Awards. Findlay Subaru received the 2022 Subaru Love Promise Customer and Community Commitment Award. Working with local partners like St. George Animal Hospital and the Washington County School District. Come reserve your new Subaru at Findlay Subaru on the saving side of the freeway or FindlaySubaru.com. Thanks for listening to the Kate Daly Show. All opinions expressed by the program participants on the Kate Daly Show are solely their own and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of St. George News Radio, KZNU, Canyon Media, or their respective parent companies or advertisers. If you'd like to comment directly, talk lines are open at 888-673-1450. That's 888-673-1450. Or you may email directly at kate at canyonmedia.net. The Kate Daly Show is brought to you by Your Family Still Matters, St. George, Utah's food storage and emergency supply store. The great advertising debate continues with advertising expert Christine Johnson and Dr. Nelson C. Armadingo, author of Advertising is a Six-Letter Word. We'll begin with you, Doctor. Studies by my foundation for the birds has demonstrated there's a technique far more effective than printed broadcast. And that would be? Carrier pigeons, six of them especially trained for the task. How do they? An advertising message is wrapped to the pigeon's leg and the bird flies and flies and flies and flies. Yeah, and... All right, I get the idea, Doctor. Two millions of target consumers then, when it arrives, the leg is gently lifted up, the pigeons, not the consumers, and the message is read instantly. <laughs> and you think six carrier pigeons is more effective than print and broadcast? You don't like birds, do you? How do they know who the target consumers are? They're given a photo. Well, wouldn't the pigeons be exhausted? Never. Flying a second nature to pigeons and they're well paid for the work. How much are they paid? $10,000 an hour. What? I occasionally join them on a flight when one gets sick or, you know, has to attend a funeral or visit a mother or something like that. You were trained to fly. Oh, that's cinchy. It's only when they lift my leg to get the message I laugh myself silly. <laughs> we'll have to continue this debate next time. Brought to you by the Radio Advertising Bureau, this radio station, and the famous Radio Ranch. I am fighting a hard battle, but I'm not alone. I have St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Every year, thousands of children are stricken with cancer and other deadly diseases. You can join their battle during the combined federal campaign by selecting 0560 to contribute to St. Jude. With your help, I will win this battle. For more information, call 1-800-822-6344 or log on to www.stjude.org. St. Jude is a CFC participant, number 0560. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Lady Madonna, children at your feet. Welcome back. Kate Daly's show here. And of course, get over to Balance of Nature, balanceofnature.com. I love those guys. Uh, I think they do a stellar project uh, product. And I really love uh, the fact that, uh, I don't know, that you can take this product and it's a supplement to our food supply and we need it badly and it's available. And I absolutely just love what they do. So get over to balanceofnature.com. You should be taking this every day. And, uh, and of course, put the code Kate and you'll get 30, uh, 35% off and free shipping. 
My guest, Mark Sargent. Uh, let's continue on with the skeptics' questions, shall we? I love this. And, and of course, the uh, book is Flat Earth, um, Flat Earth Clues, The Sky's the Limit. So uh, you can also get that on Amazon and, and look what he has to say. I'm always willing to hear people out and I always love to uh, to be challenged and ask questions. So I lo- I'm loving this. I think it's fun to listen uh, to somebody that believes in flat earth because I want to know why you feel this way. So all the evidence from our space programs, I always like it when they when they say all the evidence because of government. But anyway, uh, yeah. all the evidence, uh, those of many countries too, are consistent with the round rotating earth and conventional solar system to a very high precision. They're all in the same same camp. So the very fact that we can use conventional physics to plot uh, complex paths for space probes that do, in fact, reach their calculated intended targets with only minor course corrections of evidence in the correctness of our mathematics and physics. Okay. Okay. First off, the just the framing of that question. Uh-huh. I know you didn't write it. No. Uh, that, <laughs> no, you, you've immediately it. lost ninety-seven percent of your audience with that question, right? Uh, because it's, look, the math club and the physics club in high school super, super small. All right, right, right. for a reason. Okay, first mm-hmm. off, there are only six countries with launch capability out there. Uh, well, we'll just take the European Union. I know that's more than one country. Uh, Japan, mm-hmm. Soviet, uh, Soviets, sorry, Russia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Soviets, uh, Russia, China, um, the United States, and oh, crap. Who was the sixth one? Doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them wasn't Israel, by the way, and they supposedly landed a probe on the moon, moon uh, a year ago. We laughed at that because I had to right. wiki that. It's like um, they don't even have launch capability. Who yeah, the hell that is was, running this broadcast? That, Does that mean the, the bigger question there? And I, I don't care about the precision. It's like, look, math is not going to save you. Physics mm-hmm. are, is not going to save you because you're not up there. I don't care if the Greeks said that it was a sphere <laughs> until you had launch capability, until you could actually go up there and actually turn around and look at the world you didn't really know don't ever tell me you don't give mm-hmm. me that line that neil degrasse tyson that the science is true whether or not you believe in it science is only true until the day that it's not mm-hmm. which is our point it's like look trust in science but count, you know what's the old saying um trust everyone but count your change uh-huh. that applies with science science has taken some massive liberties in this thing the bigger mm-hmm. question the, the follow-up to that is uh, is like all those six groups, are they all China? That was it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> China supposedly that um, supposedly has a rover on the moon and a rover on Mars. No one wants to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, are, are they all in on it? You know, right. and, and how could you keep it a secret? That might be a follow-up question for you, which sure. is uh, how would all of NASA keep a secret? It's like because all of them wouldn't have to know. It's compartmentalized, which is you know, people polish fuel systems and do HR and scrub the floors and stuff. Nobody knows anything. Mm-hmm. Only the telemetry guys have to know. Very, very small group of guys. Um, if you ever want to watch a movie that ties into this directly, mm-hmm. not necessarily Flat Earth, but the faking of a space program, look at the, uh, I think it was 1978, uh, Capricorn 1. Mm. A brilliant movie, independent film. Okay. I think it was the highest grossing independent film about a fake Mars mission, and it was done. The only reason that movie was created is because the CBS affiliate hated the Moon broadcast so much. He goes, he goes, it was such poor quality. He goes, I could make a better uh, Moon production than this. Mm. He goes, hell, I could make a better Mars production, and hence the film was born. Yeah, uh, and it, it'll never ever be remade. That I'm is sorry. one question about the Moon landing that's always been intriguing to me. Is how they could get that broadcast all the way down, uh, but but the, at the time because we have to remember the the capabilities at the time. But um, can I can I bring that up? For yeah, a second? sure. 
give me give me 30 seconds on sure. this which is I, this is a wonderful photo maybe i'll send it to you afterwards i know you're super busy but there's a they, they show this wonderful satellite dish that they powered on the moon uh-huh. and i go and i've talked to engineers and i've looked up the specs on this this is not secret technology i go that's a vhf transmitter from 1969 that thing's running off a car battery and mm. and it's supposedly i mean that thing on a good day that transmitter has maybe a range of 50 miles and that's morse code mm-hmm. and this thing was pumping out 10 frames of color video a second yeah. and perfect two-way communication over a quarter million miles through the van allen radiation belts with analog lineup how yeah that- <laughs> you could spend hours trying to line that thing up you're never hitting anything that was strange. Oh, I have but to. I have to give it up for weirdness on that one. The people, yeah. people. The, again, the general public mm-hmm. uh, will buy. The, what, what they learned was if it's on television. Because I've asked people outside the country many, many times. I go. I go. I get the Americans wave the flag. Mm-hmm. I get that they believe the moon. You know stuff. Why do you believe it in Ireland and England and South Africa and New Zealand and Australia? I go. Why do you believe it? They go. Well, because it was on TV. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. It's like, yeah, and so I have to quote at that point the late mm-hmm. Carrie Fisher, who was talking about reality television. She goes, and she laughed, and she goes, she goes, if it's on TV, it's not real. Right, right. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like that. In fact, you know, yeah. I was thinking about this, too. What about all those that worked on the numbers on the, um, uh, you know, I think by now a lot of people have seen the mathematician movie that they were hired, the gals were hired, and oh, yeah, all yeah, yeah, yeah. the people working on the numbers, wouldn't they sure. have known that there wasn't a way to do what they were doing if it was faked? No, 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 no. because hmm. the numbers, the, just because you can plot the numbers, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't mean, because remember, they had to give them the, the, all the specs on it, and it's like, okay, our fuel consumption, and mm-hmm. burn rates, and, and uh, trajectory, and all that fun stuff, they can work out the numbers, but you, there's so many unknowns. The biggest one that we point out, again, because the general public doesn't know, is that the the world, people think, oh, the solar system's just sitting there in space, mm-hmm. and we're not moving. It's like, forget about the, the, the moon or the Earth supposedly circling around the sun at 60,000 miles an hour. The solar system, if you believe mainstream science, is flying sideways like a, like a dinner mm-hmm. plate mm-hmm. at half a million miles an hour, which means... If you reach at any point a, a null point, at this point where the, the gravity of the Earth and the gravity of the moon is not grabbing on you, mm-hmm. you're gone. Like like throwing a golf ball out of, of a car window that's moving really, really fast. It's gone. You you your spaceship is you've lost it. You mm-hmm. you're never coming back. You and so what no one ever talks about it. It's it, it, they just and it's like not only that, it's like oh, okay, maybe we can adjust for between the earth and the moon. Okay, well, forget about that then. Right. How the heck are we getting anything to Mars? Because when you fire anything off it, you know, to a certain distance, once you get between those bodies, there's no gravity holding you. Right. right. So that's hmm. it. You, you I mean, yes, when you drop a golf ball out the window of a car, yeah, it'll stay with you for a few bounces, mm-hmm. but that's it. You know, it it's gone. Rear right. Rear. Right. And I, those that land, you know, it's, it's interesting when you look back at that time, never once was it ever said that it was a one in billion chance and even more than that, that we could land on the moon at the time. It was kind of interesting that we just nailed it that first time. And okay. All right. You know what? Yeah. Okay, not only did we nail it the first time, we were flawless. Mm-hmm. We went, f- and it's like, oh no, Apollo 13, and everyone lived. It's like, right. no, that was that was for freaking drama. Flawless. Absolutely nothing went wrong. A spacesuit didn't go wrong. Mm-hmm. The boosters didn't go wrong. Uh, oh, hell. I, I, you know, I, I could, I, we're on, you know, let me drop this into, can you see your chat from where you are? No. Oh, you can't? No, my what? What if, I, what if you're, if, if I, can if I, I see, I, can I see my what? 
your chat box. If I do this, mm-hmm. do you see it in five, four, three, two? No. Do you see that shot right there? Oh, uh, yes. Okay. Got it. Okay. If you click on that, you mm-hmm. want me to destroy the moon in one thing? Okay. I'll, I'll destroy it in one word. There's a satellite dish, by the way, which I love so much. Okay. And that's just a random shot from Apollo 12, 1969. All right? Mm-hmm. Here, I, I, I challenge anyone to do this, right? It's, people have tried. It's it's date and time stamped at the bottom. I don't care that there's no stars in any moonshot. I know why there's no stars because it was too hard to calculate. You want to say it's exposure setting? I don't care. No, there's one light source. It's the mm-hmm. sun, 93 million miles away, right? Right. Well, what what do we know about light sources? One light source, the shadows go in how many directions? One. Oh. One yeah. direction. If it's that far away, right? They're all running parallel. These shadows are not <laughs> There are a lot parallel. of shadows they, that are different. Yeah. They are going to intersect. That would only happen if you had a bank of lights, studio lights, by the way, mm-hmm. that was about 30 yards behind the guy that's taking the camera, the, the, the shot. Mm. Oh, I'm sorry. One, one more little thing. Oh, you see, by the way, you, you see all those footprints, all uh-huh. these lovely footprints. The right. ash was always perfectly three to four inches deep. Nobody ever got a shovel and dug down to see how deep it was. Right. It's like... Okay, uh, perfect footprints everywhere. No blast crater underneath that engine. None. I mean, that nothing you're right. Was there out isn't anything there. And how did they fit all this equipment, all this stuff into that yes. tiny capsule? Yes, there's a yeah, and a car. Yeah, oh. where'd the car come from? There were the, they don't. They you do not see a lot of videos on how they took that thing apart and supposedly unfolded it. And it's like with all the effort and time it took, even if you did, it's like, why would you have it? The only thing, you know the part that bugged me about the moon most of all, and I, I know we're strapped for time. Mm-hmm. The, the part that bugged me was their, their, their casual attitude about it. They sounded like freaking airline pilots mm-hmm. when they were up there. It's like, uh, yeah. if you land on the moon and you're looking back at Earth, the only thing you care about is not dying. That's right, all you right, care about, right? right? You are checking your gauges constantly. No one, at no point, I've, I have looked... Find me an audio in a thing where someone's saying, well, yeah, we, we may only have 15 minutes of air left. We might want to get back to the ship. No one ever talks about it. Scuba divers constantly looking yeah. at their wrist, yeah, constantly right. looking at their gauges. These guys never did. Unlimited supply of air, apparently. Yeah. And wasn't, it, and wasn't it Armstrong that came back and, and just did not want to be interviewed about it? At all anymore. Oh, Neil was a, Neil was a wreck. Yeah, he um, he was a yeah. recluse after that. All of them were. Mm-hmm. They were all in real and and. But I will give the powers that be credit in that they learned from the mistakes. I think they told those astronauts, sort of like the the mm-hmm. Capricorn One guys from the movie. I think they told them. I said, okay, they, they, I think right. The, the right stuff, the movie, I think the training program was absolutely legit. I think they wanted to be a, American heroes. I think they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. At the very last minute, they're like, okay, here's the deal. Mm-hmm. You're not going up. Yeah. Here's, here's why. And so they had to receive. And get a member. People feel guilty about that sort, especially these sort of Boy Scouts. Whereas, right. like, they're getting accolades for things they didn't do. Yeah. And they, they just, I mean, the, they, the international you can tell press their faces were just telling the oh, tale. Yeah, they were depressed. Right. It's like these guys should have been high fi- a permanent high yeah, five. Right. It should have never stopped. And they were, I mean, mm-hmm. Neil almost broke down. And during a thing, I think it was Clinton, during a Clinton thing before he died. And he gave a speech and he this cryptic message about how there's so much to do if you can peel back some of what some of truth's hidden layers Ooh. it's like uh Ouch. and i'm sure there was secret service in the back going all right if he says any more right holy <laughs> cow pu- yeah that is re- it's telling and so one more question for actually two more it's just real quick one gravity yeah. do you not believe in gravity 
and uh, and so let's talk about gravity for just a second. Uh, I'm a little different from other people because I will say there. I okay. I have no problem with gravity. The, well, I, it's usually a push between us and science, meaning mm-hmm. you can ask any scientist, mm-hmm. and they will say, we can't tell you what gravity is. We can only tell you what it does. Okay. We can only tell you the symptoms of gravity. They say it's some sort of magical molecular force that pulls things down to the center of a ball. By the way, we never use the word round. It's either mm-hmm. ball or sphere or globe. Okay. Because technically round, your dinner plate is round, your dining room table is round. However... Do I do I believe in some sort of gravity? Sure, but I also believe in density. That's where a lot of our, our group is into it. So, like, for example, if you take a beach ball and you hold it underneath the water or a pool or wherever, mm-hmm. you let it go, it pops up, right? Mm-hmm. Was it defying gravity? No, it mm-hmm. was because the, the beach ball was less dense than the water around it. Less dense things rise and the heavier stuff fall. Uh, you know, like a helium balloon. Right. If, if you let it go, it's going to sail up until it reaches where exactly? You know, if it doesn't burst at a certain point, really goes to the edge of the atmosphere and then goes away. So, no, I, I do actually believe in gravity. The problem, I, it's for me, it's never a, a tough question because science can't tell you what it is because we've never reproduced it. Hmm. The, we, yeah, I can, you can drop a pencil. It'll hit the floor. It's like, okay, what is it? Right. But we can't, we can't artificially create gravity. We can't, create, we can't do anti-gravity. Hmm. We can't uh, we can't counteract it. Okay, so. and then uh, one last uh, comment on this. I, I I know that there there's all there, there's probably multiple reasons because m- many people out there are going to go. Okay, okay. So if this is true, right? Mm-hmm. Then yeah. what are the reasons? And two of the reasons Heglin brought up was uh, disruption of the economy of major countries. If the truth comes out. And yeah. because we direct that with the petrodollar. And then two, the potential project Bluebeam scam by the Illuminati to create one world uh, government. They can't use their FB, uh, their uh, UFO sham because they cannot get through the firmament, right? There's something something else coming. Could it be part of the Bluebeam thing? Yes. Because people's like, well, what's bigger than Flat Earth? I go, well, like you just said, you want to yeah. introduce another species? Right. You, know, uh, right. you could. And and it would work. You could land a giant golden spaceship in the middle of I don't know Paris, mm-hmm. and then you would have two camps that would be like, oh wow, you know, the, you have all the nerds be like, oh they do look like the people from Avatar. Yeah. Uh, thanks for coming on, Mark. Mark Sargent, Flat Earth Clues, the sky's the limit. It gives me a lot of food for thought, something to think about, and I'm always I always love to be challenged. So thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah, it was great. Thanks a lot. Thanks again to uh, Mark. And, uh, you know, I, I liked picking his brain. It was really, really fun. Be faithful. Be fearless. See you back here next week. Lionsgate Recovery Center is a proud.